Welcome gamers to Baseball Arcade Pause Menu Quarterly Edition, the show where we hit pause, sit back, and just chill and talk about all the stuff we played, some news items from the past quarter. I am your host, Ben Magnet, and on this quarterly, I am, of course, joined by my bros from the Fake Nerd Podcast, Sparks Witty and Ryan Eliopoulos. Boys, how are you doing? How's it going? The summer is finally here. Spring is done. It is really freaking hot and uh, I am ready to turn on that air conditioning. I am just re- although I'm not ready for that big ass electric bill though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, I'm happy to be here, Ben. As always with you and my friend Sparks. It's time to put another quarter into that arcade machine because it's been, it's oh, another yeah. it's another quarterly, baby. We got games to talk about. We got news to talk about. I'm so excited. Uh, uh, I wish this quarterly could be in every day, but that's not how life works, so I'm just happy to be here regardless. Yeah. It's been. It's already been a great year for video games. Yeah, uh, one could say it's already like this first half of the year. Like, if it continues to be like this, like maybe one of the best years ever. And like, not great for oh, wallets. Yeah. Not great for wallets. Great for entertainment, though. Not great for your bank. Nope, hundred percent agree. Definitely not great for that bank account because mm-hmm. even this just this past quarter, we have had so many fantastic games released so many games that are in the game of the year discussion already two of them that we'll definitely be talking about today one of them i have been playing and actually i just double checked last night just to see how many hours i have i have uh, almost 117 hours in a certain game oh oh i think you beat me ben i'm gonna have to check that out really? because uh luckily the nintendo switch is portable uh, uh, and you yeah. can check your time because I'm curious. I haven't looked. Uh, continue talking though. I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, and of course, like the game that Ryan just flashed, which was Final Fantasy 16. This is a game that I am just dying to get a hold of. But you know what? I am tell I am showing restraint until I beat Tears of the Kingdom. I don't have and that restraint. Jedi- and maybe jedi too because i know i have because jedi is in my ps5 but we're not but we're going to talk about those games later first we're going to talk about some big honking news items that happened over this past quarter um sparks would you like to start us off today my friend sure happy to um ben how much do you know about what happened with overwatch 2 in this last few months yeah i had i don't even touch overwatch anymore i am so done with it i still have the physical copy you gave me back when overwatch one we used to play it right we used to play it and now the fact that overwatch even if i were to put my overwatch disc into my ps5 it'll still just update as overwatch 2 i'm just like no um i'll stick with fortnite i'm good that that is that is a big bummer and a big factor of what we're going to talk about ben um so in this last chunk blizzard came out and directly said Okay, so you know everything we said Overwatch 2 was going to be. Um, how many hours is it, Ryan? It is. Can you see it, Ben? It's 95. 95. Nine, wow. Well, it's because beat you. 20 of those hours were in Final Fantasy 16. Sorry. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I just needed to check. I would lo- I'm now excited to talk about Overwatch 2 and its blunders. Uh, so the Overwatch 2 was made with this big promise of um, we want to... We, we want to utilize these characters to tell a big actual, like, story campaign. We want to make a big PvE game. Um, and that's a big push of the purpose for making Overwatch 2 exist. Um, mm-hmm. Since its launch, there have just been a slight increase in the amount of PvE hero missions, which we were already getting in Overwatch 1. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the changeover to Overwatch 2 um, took teams down from 6 to 5. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And they uh, 
went to a free to play system. So um, now, so before yeah. we continue that, yeah, I did play Overwatch Two when it launched, uh, and be- be- besides some bungles, um, the change from six to five is a good change. It is. It does make the gameplay more, and this depends on your perspective on like on like multiplayer team games. But it makes the team dynamics much more. Uh, 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 What's the god? I don't know. It makes it more uh, needed and like like you need to rely on your team a lot more. It is yes. more. It is. It has, I think it is more of a team game as opposed to like you can just run and gun and you'll probably be fine. Team composition and team like dynamics is actually really important now, and that is something I do value in small scale I uh, think, PvP games. I think that's a fair uh, thing. Like that, it improves like the construction of the gameplay and stuff like that. The problem is that Overwatch had been around for such a long time and very popular and built a community, which means that. A lot of people form six player teams. Yes. A lot of people got yeah. used to playing with a group of five other people who they consistently like that was their team. Absolutely. Who they went into the match with. And the fact that they completely abandoned six V six rather than like at least leaving an alternate route for the six V six to still be engaged with is what hurt that community a lot because yes. you built such a long many years fan base around we can play together on this game. Oh, now we have to lose one of our our members of our to regular bounce team. Off of that specific point, um, they Overwatch One doesn't exist anymore. Right. They deleted mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Like even if you wanted to play OG Overwatch, they won't let you. And that's, in my opinion, crazy. They could have just let that game survive. And they, hey, we have a updated, newer, fresher, better looking Overwatch Two, like most other games and franchises allow you to do. Like Call right. of Duty still has games alive from ten years ago. People love like their specific game, right? Um, so to to that to your community, and Overwatch is one of the biggest multiplayer communities around. Like is is tough. It is really tough. Yeah. Um, and then yeah. Oh, yeah, and then and then on top of all that, to now come forward and say that no we're not doing this anymore we are not doing a uh, PVE story uh, thing that is no longer the goal of Overwatch 2 Overwatch 2 will remain mostly a multiplayer team the thing they're going to increase yeah more uh, hero missions PVE but that will be the extent of PVE we are not getting a campaign which is what we were led to that's what we overwatch 2 was in development for so and the problem <laughs> and the problem is that um the community's already pissed about it by the time overwatch 2 launched and that pve didn't exist because for the previous two and a half to three years before overwatch 2 launched they stopped doing a lot of support for the main game because they pulled so much of the team to work on the pve for this one yeah. So for mm-hmm. a long time, they were like, well, well, you know, we're going to work on these changes. We're going to work on these things. But right now, our team's working on Overwatch 2 to make that ready for you. Turns out, lots of years <sighs> of development, nothing's coming. And that's and that's the, the big thing. Like, I... And this, is, this isn't the first news story. We won't be talking about it, but this isn't the first news story of, like, a company trying to do something big and then it not working out. This happens with Naughty Dog and their multiplayer Last of Us game. Um, right, right. It, I understand not wanting to put out a half-developed, a, a, a bad version of a game, right? I get that. It's just really unfortunate that, like, this was the entire premise of Overwatch 2. It is, we are going to have that great multiplayer experience from Overwatch 1, that will be the same, but there's going to be so much more single-player stuff, and that's the stuff that I love. I love multiplayer games, but I also, we all love single-player games, and I love the Overwatch world and the way the game plays, or if I can do that and do, like, an entire campaign with my friends or do solo missions and build up my new character with perks, like that, that mode was promised, the hero mode, um... That all sounded incredible, and I was so jazzed for it. Uh, and it did make me want to. It did make me jump into Overwatch 2, knowing that was coming in the future. 
but but the months that the problems had and they kept stemming and it's like oh it's you're not really doing much and then it turns out the thing that I'm waiting for is never coming out I'm like oh I guess I'm just I'm done with Overwatch that's that's a bummer it really bums me out yeah because I actually I do remember this story breaking and, uh, and the entire Overwatch community being absolutely pissed about it. The entire time I'm hearing I'm like like I see blurbs about it on Twitter. Um, every, like I'm pretty sure friends of the show, the Gamers Week podcast, they were talking about it a little bit. The whole time, my thought process was so. Essentially, Blizzard just lied. They lied to get people in. I'm now. I'm not saying they lied outright. It's no. I um, could only assume that they wanted to do this, but instead of actually, but instead of them being able to make their promises, they just had to, they just found a, what I'm betting is that they said, Hey, we're going to do this. They found out we can't do that in the, the time frame. but instead of like actually owning up to it saying, Hey, I know we promised this, but this is what we can do. You still have to wait a little bit longer, which I'm pretty, well, some people would have been upset. I think that if they just owned up to their mistakes and said, hey, we're still trying to work on this. We still want to deliver on our promises. But now that the fact that, like, yeah, we're not going to worry. We're not going to do that anymore. This is just what you're going to get is very scummy. It's very scummy and a BS move, especially since Overwatch is a big. The first one specifically is a, a beloved game. So many millions upon millions of players played it back in its heyday. The three of us played it with friends. Mm-hmm. And now I am just. I am just like, no, I don't care anymore. Uh, I don't I don't. Well, to your point, Ben, of what you're saying of like they could have owned up to it is like Blizzard has outside of, um, you know, like the recent uh, revelations about inner working problems with harassment and everything that's been going on there. um, Mm -hmm. Blizzard has a very good reputation up to this point with its fans of being Mm -hmm. communicable, of delivering on things like Blizzard games were known not to be misses, and even if there were problems, Blizzard usually was directly in conversation with fans to address them. Blizzard so, was one of the companies yeah. where, like, oh, Blizzard's putting out a game, it's going to be a banger. They used to be one of those companies. Yeah. Like video game Pixar. Was, yeah. yeah. Uh, Blizzard was one of those companies that, yeah, like you guys said, they had a good reputation. Um, people... Like Blizzard games were super respected, even though I never really played Blizzard games for the longest time. I knew their name and I knew it was like, no, they got Diablo, World of Warcraft, all these giant hit games that are respected and well loved. And now with all this news coming out, all this stuff that they're it is they are falling so hard Mm -hmm. and it is. It's kind of like the Obi-Wan meme where it's like, you were the chosen one. Yeah. You were supposed to bring faith to game developers, not destroy them. And even for the longest time, because as you guys know, I'm trying to search for a job. And there are times I would just throw my hat in and say, screw it. I'm going to try for a shot at a, at a spot of Blizzard. And every time I go to the website, there was were for a while on their website. There's like they were voted one of like the best places to work. Sure. Right. And now, after hearing all the harassment things that have been coming out over the past few years, and now even more about this, I'm like, what's going on? Well, to what me, has happened? Like, they did literally just put out Diablo 4, which is a game of the year contender. So, like, they can still mm-hmm. put out bangers. It's just, like, it, they're, they're definitely oh, yeah. not the company they used to be. And, like, specifically Overwatch, which was, like... Which like was becoming their crown jewel, like their biggest, like like not just their newest IP, but their most popular IP. Uh, right. I really think they fumbled it, and like we've talked about before, of like that is such an incredible universe. Why aren't there? Why isn't there a TV show or like a Pixar esque animated movie or like more comic books? Like like the fact that they aren't 
they're trading this franchise like with the that respect was, that it that it used to have is really interesting and like making it free to play is not this ne- not inherently a bad idea again like i like we've all experienced free to play good and bad again fortnite is the the crown jewel uh nothing will beat fortnite but like the thing that overwatch did wrong was it charges like 20 dollars for a skin and it's like not even a good skin well and <laughs> and it locked characters that you used to be able to play behind progression in yes. battle passes and things like that. that's true and they're like that's I bought a game and played these characters for years and all of a sudden I can't play the character I play. Yeah, I do think they eventually fix that, but it is something they launched with. They're like, oh, so I played this game for a thousand hours and I still can't play my main yet. Like it's that is it is the optics are weird on that one, but I think and, they did fix that one. Yeah. Yes, I, I, I they got like big backlash on it, so they changed up some things. But the free to play system overall has just still been like you can't you can't just put that model on on everything no. and it's not it's not being received well and overwatch again that's a that's a game that you know we all bought like i don't mind buying a game and then if you want to make it live service and support it like that was a good for a while overwatch well, was supported well and like well. the thing would make sense right if you made overwatch one at this point free to play yeah and then like gave it a like everyone who's already invested a bunch in it if they just want to have battle pass systems rotating and you leave overwatch one existing while you are doing whatever overwatch two is and release that as a separate game yeah um but they didn't do that they they tried to have their cake and eat it too in in so many ways um the the thing that you're right about like the world building and the characters it's one of the reasons why people were so like for a game that was made and designed and built around team v team um, it it drew people in. People were like, I do want a PvE game that gives me, like, hero stories and progressions and things like that. Because I, I do want yeah, to do that. Blizzard is giving, like, there is a lot of lore that they've built. And, like, every single one of these, like, animated shorts about all the characters are, are Pixar-level incredible. Right. Like, every, all those little, like, five, ten-minute shorts, I'm like, I want to <clears throat> I wanna live in this world. Like, I want to watch a TV show about these guys. And, like, how about you play a free-to-play game uh, where, oh, I remember why I stopped playing it. It's because um, they took out May who's the ice the ice troll uh she puts up the ice mm-hmm. walls that took out may because they were having problems with may so she was she was unavailable to play for two weeks and i'm like i guess i'm just never coming back can't play my character that's so weird and they did that for a bunch of characters until they finally fixed everything uh but at that point and all this stuff plus after the announcement that they're no longer doing the big campaign hero mode they did do a big a big summer game fest announcement of hey we are still doing big hero missions and like those look cool like those are like the specifically like, you know, one-off uh one-off missions yeah but they also they also said hey guess what you're gonna have to pay 15 dollars for those yeah, I don't know if you saw that. The yeah, new yeah, stuff yeah. that some of the stuff that we are waiting for, it isn't in the free to play model. You do have to pay for it. And I'm like, I then just uh, I don't I would have just bought it. I would have just bought this game. But now, like, you're piecemealing everything. And I'm like, oh, man, like, I, right. it's just not for me anymore. Um, future I, future I, seasons, just to clarify, of Overwatch 2 content will include some PvE story missions as the original game did. But the dedicated co-op hero mode with dynamic character and ability progression is officially off the table. Yep. Uh, and yeah, those those seasons uh, hero missions will come in pay for it for the, through the battle pass and all that kind of stuff. That's a bummer. I I don't want to say Overwatch 2 is officially irredeemable. I don't want to say that yet because we've, I mean, it's too, it's too early. It is exactly, it's very much, it's still too early. 
biggest example I can say for a game, or for a game, especially that all of us have played, that we, at when it first came out, we were all kind of, uh, but then it, you know, it just got better because, I mean, yes, there was scandal, there was backlash. Star Wars Battlefront 2 is my example. Sure. Oh, yeah. It went from, yikes, look at how bad this model is, look at how bad this, um, the, um, the pay to win fiasco was, the constant microtransactions, and then it turned into a fantastic game that, I mean, we haven't played in a long time, but it's still fun dude it they're they're fun. working on that battlefront 3 right now that game on ps5 is gonna look insane oh, oh my god and they oh. they they have to have learned from their mistakes for that one i hope oh yeah i fingers crossed they have but i mean battlefront 2 if that could be redeemed i mean yes it took time yes it took a lot of ea stepping back on the microtransactions and them getting a lot of goodwill with the fans it, it turned into a, a fantastic, fun game. I mean, yeah, the story mode fell flat a little bit because mm -hmm. we were all hoping for one thing. We got something that we saw for a mile away. But the multiplayer aspects did improve, and it did become a fantastic game that we would all play. I want to say, um, like, Disney got involved, too. Because also, because, like, like there, was oh, like, yeah. there was, like, a like a lawsuit in Hawaii because, Hawaii, like, the loot box stuff. Like, that was, like, that huge, like, like yep. inner, like, actual, like, scandal and stuff. And um, Disney but, got and involved, was, too. It was this. It was the the lawsuit in Hawaii, but also, I mean, it was like a loot box scandal in Europe as well. But it wasn't just for EA; it yeah. was for loot boxes in general. Because yeah, yeah, I remember yeah. Overwatch being another big part of that That's of true. that scandal. Because you know they're saying loot boxes are gambling, and this is all like digital gambling. It's in true. A way. It mm -hmm. is true. Yeah, it and is. Yeah, it it is. It is. Um, I don't want to say Overwatch 2 is irredeemable, and there may still be hope for me to like to finally pop it in and download it and play it. Um, my roommate is playing Overwatch 2. He is having an absolute blast. He's very high up there in the ranks. But the more I look at Overwatch 2, even when I was playing the original Overwatch, I still would have fun. Yeah. But the only time I'd ever pop that sucker in is if Sparks, Ryan, or any one else of our friends said, hey, who wants to go a few rounds at Overwatch? I'd go, okay, I guess. We, I yeah, we, we are, like, we're all, like, we play a lot of games, but we're not the Overwatch demographic. We are not hardcore multiplayer gamers. Like, we play no. multiplayer games with our friends, but, like, that's, we're not yeah. playing Call of Duty or these type of games. And, like, I, I yeah. will say... I will say the only multiplayer game that I have played on my own, even when friends are not online, and that's only just so I could level grind to get the this, the level 100 skin, is Fortnite. That's different, that's though. That's different, because, like, it is. It you is are playing the game, but, like, you're not, you're almost not playing it to play the game. You're doing it so you can get a dope-ass thing to look cool in. So, like, sometimes, again, like, we've talked oh, before, like, the amount of, like, things to do in Fortnite, like, half the time you're not even, like, playing the game. You're, like, looking for something. Right, and, like, back in the yeah. day, honestly, like, Overwatch had me even when even when friends weren't on like back mm -hmm. back in the heyday yeah but, six, know, six not, years ago yeah we're not there anymore yeah um and it's yeah uh i i think it's just a big bummer the way that they went about this and rolled it out and everything yeah. and and your overwatch 2 will still be a, a good game but i feel like we're in like we're we're in the bad early destiny 2 yes like time period with this now where it's just kind of like mm -hmm. okay well this is the trajectory and yeah it's not looking good for the future yeah to the testament of like like ben's roommate like if you if you are like a like if you love hardcore multiplayer games overwatch 2 is a still a good game it's just all the stuff around it that they promised and stuff that the stuff that we were more looking forward to is no longer there so like it is only that multiplayer thing again and, and again and like that's good yeah. if you just want that but like <clears> i <throat> i got other games i'd rather play on well again else. like it it the community has 
for that game has felt like they kind of got the short end of the stick with everything that changed over to a free-to-play system when they bought and purchased the game and had control yep. of what they were doing, and now they have less control of what they're getting and when and how. And they have to buy um, battle passes to get they, everything. And they, they have to buy battle passes mm-hmm. to do hero missions rather than just having hero missions cycle as events. Yeah. Um, and, I, and so with that kind of stuff, now having this news come upon them, like... They were told, like, hey, these things, these changes might not be to your liking, but these changes are good because they are what's going to lead us to the ultimate goal. Yeah. The ultimate goal no longer exists, so all these changes that they were hurt by have just hurt them for no Dude, reason. Dude, like, again, like, not not to go back to, like, the greatest of the live service games, but, like, Fortnite, like, they have free events where, like, like there's the Star Wars one where, like, you have to pay to get the Darth Maul one, but there's still a free tier where you can get a bunch of shit and get a clone trooper and stuff. Like, right. there are a bunch, like, the Dragon Ball Z one, you can get, can't you get Shenron for free for that one? Yes, like I think that's like yes. all. I, think I got Shenron. Yeah, that's all dope shit. That like like hey, like if you want to pay, you'll get a better thing. But we're still we want you to come and still get cool shit for free. And I'm like, more games yeah. should just do that. Like, don't be afraid to have an incentive. Because like again, we know it's free to play. We will buy into it if it's good enough. That's the we know it's a business transaction. That's that and like mm-hmm. only Fortnite realizes like hey, we got the cool thing. We know you're gonna buy it. And I'm like yeah, because you respect me. <laughs> that's all it is. Yeah. It's just respect. Yeah. Yeah, but one last thing about Overwatch, this will be the last thing I'll say about it, is I think Girlfriend Reviews put it the best when they say it's Overwatch 2, but they spelled it T-O-O. Yeah. Because I feel like they hit the nail on the head where it's like, it is Overwatch, but it's not really the sequel they wanted. No. It's no. like, oh, yeah, this is Overwatch as well. So. Yeah, I'm sure in... It's more like, now it's more like Overwatch instead. Yes, I, I get yeah. it. Yeah, in like one to two years, I'm sure there will be enough stuff out there that'll make it good. But yeah, right now it's not. It's not good shape. No, not good shape. No, no, no. Oh well. Oh well, Ryan. Yeah. What's your big news story of this quarter? Well, that you want to talk about y'all or stories? I should say. Y'all know me. We're all part of the Fake Nerd Podcast. Uh, I love comic books. We're talking about video games. This is a video game podcast. Well, did you know they make comic book video games? It's true. Every word. Um, this week. Uh, uh, I had a different news story. I was going to talk about something way more boring and like business-like, but I, this, I found this to be more fun uh, because they just announced a brand new Black Panther game. Um, and I was like, man, another Black Panther game? There's already one in development. And I'm like, oh, wait, how many video game, comic book video games are in development? And I, and I got them all. I got them all right here. And we're just going to talk about all the things I'm excited about that involve comic books and video games. Uh, they're not all in order because uh, a lot of these don't have release dates, but they're mostly, mostly in order. And we're going to start with the one we're all the most excited for, y'all. We're going to start with Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. <laughs> I got you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> I was ex- I was about to do the thwip thwip, but no. yeah, no. So fun fact: this game was supposed to come out in May. Could you imagine that, that was game? Just the, that was just the most recent release date, not still not the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was supposed to come out in May. That's why I have it first because I thought that was really really funny. Um, I am so. Uh, cautiously not optimistic about that game uh, just just because of how Avengers turned out and that was a good studio. This is Rocksteady who made like the, the, some of the greatest games ever made that are also Batman games. Uh, I'm just we've all seen the gameplay how it's a it's a looter shooter destiny like with the Suicide Squad and like I love Harley Quinn but like do I need like a level 37 bat <laughs> like a honest, little purple 37 bat like ah that's not what I want. To be honest with you like I've gotten to the point where like the saddest thing about this is, uh, is that I feel like I think you should have just dropped this a year ago, and like it might not have gone well. But just let Rocksteady move on to something yes. else. Yes, they've been working on this now for I'm just like almost sad for ten how years. Long, I'm just kind of sad how long they've been working on this game. Arkham Knight came out in 2015. 
and this game's coming out next year, that's a nine-year development cycle for a game that I don't think anybody's excited for, and that just personally bums me out. I hope that game can surprise us, but, like, they've shown enough where I'm, I'm not too sure. Not only that, with Arkham Knight, I made sure I bought... I remember this to the day. I was still working at Amazon. We just finished our big Prime Day. I just got paid for that, and I after I got my paycheck for that, for the, the massive overtime BS... I went to the GameStop with my now fiance, got my PS4, specifically the Arkham Knight bundle. Hell yeah! Because that was one of that was like the my first big console purchase was my PS4, and the fact that it happened in 2015, and I remember to the ex, the exact day how it how it went down. I'm like, oh, Rocksteady. Why? And I still really enjoy Arkham Knight. I have yeah. fun with that game. That's still, I would still say it is a fantastic, fun game. Not the best in the trilogy, but still very fun. I, I went back to it after Gotham Knights came out, and I didn't want to buy that game. And I'm like, I'm just going to play a good Batman game. Man, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's a good Batman game. Yeah. I mean, I got the Ar- I got Return to Arkham, Arkham Asylum, Arkham City for my PS4. Both. Oh, they're all coming to Switch. Did you see that Arkham collection for the Switch? <laughs> I did. I did. They're all coming to Switch. That's uh, funny. Good luck. Um, I mean, that's cool. You could play them on the go. But th- those Batman games, to me, I'm just like, to me, those are just like those don't console feel like Switch games to me. But yeah, they don't. They don't. But hey, if you there's have a Switch, so much, you never play the there's Arkham. so much darkness. And I like always imagine like I, I obviously this is not how everyone is. But like, yeah. if you're doing portable on the go, like during the day with the Switch, it's like, uh, uh I need to avoid the glare. Yeah, I'm just imagining you doing like predator mode, like in on the bus. <laughs> like that's a whole other yeah. discussion like, where I could say whole... like this. I feel the Switch is meant for bright games. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh but yeah, honestly, I remember there was a rumor that the next big game that Rocksteady was making was a Superman game, and I was like, "Hell yes, Rocksteady making Superman!" I wish that, was true. that so that here's... feels like the correct direction for that. And then of course it's like Suicide Squad kills the Justice League. I'm like, I am. So ben, do you know? So do now that we now know? Do you know that like because we found there was like a video of like a Superman? It was like it was like a couple seconds of a of a screen of Superman in game. It's because they were working on Superman for Suicide Squad, and that's where the crosses got uh, disaligned. Because <laughs> they there is a model for Superman; it's just not a Superman game. Uh, it was a Suicide Squad game. <laughs> we hate that so much. We, we didn't know how to. How could we know? Uh, let's move that's on. True. That's true. That's very true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. All right. Um, here's one that I forgot was happening. Uh, but it's not uh your typical superhero. Uh, but it is a comic book, The Wolf Among Us Two, with Bre- with Telltale. Telltale's back. Uh, some of the old people are back with some new people. But I love a good Telltale game. I uh I don't love traditional old school point and click adventures where it's like a static screen. But like the newer Telltale ones where you can walk around and interact with stuff. I love that. That's like that's that's definitely more interactive and narrative for me. So like, I love that first game. I think it's great. I think the voice acting's great. Uh, 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 I, I don't know if you guys played Wolf Among Us. I did. I love that game. Hell yeah! I played it through its entirety. Um, I was the second that I found out because, as you guys know, I have the entire Fables collection. Um, I know nowadays Bill Willingham is a bit problematic of a writer, but I back a in bit. the day I abs- a bit. Uh, hey, those okay. comics were They're... hey when they were coming out. No, those no, comics no, for were sure. Good. Yeah, for sure. No, no, I absolutely adore those books. I also adore the the first game, mm-hmm. the fact that we're getting a second one. I mean, I still have to keep reminding myself that the second game is coming out. But I, for, I'm I forgot until excited. I until I so I looked it up. Yeah, yeah, I'm ex- I'm excited. I really I do enjoy the Fables universe. I think the Fables universe is very inventive. It's cool, and I am I'm like I'm ready. 
I also I just love the vo- the guy who voices Bigby. I yeah. think he encapsulates the character perfectly. Absolutely. And, yeah. Yeah, I absolutely I'm, love it. I'm, I'm ready for it. I'm very excited to see all those characters again. Um, so here's a game that's actually coming out soon, and we're all excited for it. It is Spider-Man 2, uh, Insomniacs in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Uh, Going to be a certified banger, no doubt. Uh, looks like that first game, but even better. More. I expect I expect to hear on our next quarterly Ben talk a little bit about playing Miles Morales. Um, <laughs> ben, it's like a 12-hour game. To. Come on. It's, it's a shorty. <laughs> It is. It is. It is. It, it, you know what? I'll hold me to it. I will play Miles Morales for the next quarterly. There we go. We get ready for Spider Man. Yeah, uh, I don't think there's too much to say. Uh, like we, the Cravens, it's Craven and We're all and ready for Venom. it. We've talked about it in some some other spots. Like yeah. we're, we're we're stoked. For this it. feels like a, like a us chatting about it. Uh, like a sure thing kind of kind of deal. Um, I'm gonna burp. Excuse me. Ooh, excuse me. That's just how excited I am for the next one we're gonna talk about. And it is Wonder Woman. Did you remember there's a Wonder Woman game in development? Yes, I did, actually. I did not. I mean, I was expecting a superhero with another W at the start of their name, but I didn't think it was Wonder Woman. I actually don't know if I know about this. We did. We we talked about it. It was a while, it's a while ago, ago, but like we did get a teaser trailer okay. with the lasso and it's everything. Just a and teaser. We were like, ooh. So uh, um, a Wonder Woman. Game. I am so excited for this because it is being developed by Monolith, and Monolith uh, made the Shadow of uh, Middle Earth, Shadow of War. Uh, oh, Shadow of Mordor oh, games. Okay. Um, those are fantastic open world uh, uh, exploration, you know, ride on monsters, fight monsters. The, the real reason, guys, I'm excited about this is the Nemesis system. Yes. If you guys remember the Nemesis system, mm-hmm. it is like mm-hmm. the coolest thing in a video game where um, um, throughout the game there will be bad guys, and if a bad guy kills you in game, they will get a promotion and they will get a like armor upgrade and like they become your actual nemesis and like you create storylines with different bad guys and it's like very it's like procedurally generated but like feels really real to your own story that you're building. So they're gonna do that, but with like Ares and like Minotaurs and Cyclops monsters. So, like, I think an open-world Wonder Woman game uh, sounds incredible. Uh, whether it is, like, purely Greek mythology or, like, a mix of both, I'm excited for. But, like, that's coming out probably not soon. But, like, it's happening. Yeah. Which is great. It's happening. Oh, yeah. Uh, speaking of uh, things that are coming probably not too soon, uh, but Insomniac is also working on another superhero game, y'all. Snick, snick. That's Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Um, this is the one I was I was waiting for. Um, just, just with Wolverine. Oh, okay. With Insomniac's reputation with Spider-Man alone, I am so excited for Wolverine. Mm-hmm. I am so excited for a brawler-style video game. I know there's going to be like some level-up stuff. There's going to be some stuff to. I don't. I don't feel Wolverine could be more open-world exploration like Spider-Man is, because Spider-Man, you know, he can traverse like swinging through New York City is awesome. I'm totally fine with a linear, story-driven game. It's like Ratchet and Clank. It's going to be more Ratchet and Clank. Yeah. Level-inspired. Right. Definitely. But you know what? I am... The second they announced that they were making Wolverine, I squeed with joy. Yeah. And I am uh, I'm totally fine with them taking as much time as humanly possible to develop this game. I am 100% okay with waiting for a while. Obviously, Spider-Man 2 is right around the corner. I'm just like, polish that sucker up and then... Focus on Wolverine. Before, I yeah, before I, I get uh, sparks on this, I do want to say we got to remember they released Ratchet and Clank and Miles Morales less than a year apart because Miles That's Morales true. is not a huge open world game. It is a smaller scale open world game. I imagine Wolverine is the same. It is not a 40 hour open world game. It is a 10 to 15 hour narrative action adventure. And you can pump that out quicker than you can a Spider-Man. So I would not mm-hmm. be shocked if Wolverine is not like soon, but if Wolverine is the end of next year. Right. 
I wouldn't be shocked. No, no I'm sure. I'm sure we'll see that. I'm very confident with how quickly they came out with Miles. Yeah. When they announce Wolverine, I think Wolverine is. And I think next year. Wolverine is not the same type of character as a Spider-Man mm-hmm. or a Ratchet and Clank who have tons of gadgets. Wolverine's not a gadget guy, so like I don't think there's going. I think he will be upgrading, but I don't think you're going to be getting seven different types of claws and that like turn people into no. sheep and shit like that, right? Like I think it's going to be more just like <laughs> right. you're going to get a bunch of combos. Like I think this is going to be primal more, rage. Yeah, it's going to be more of honestly kind of like like their God of War or like devil may cry like a more action based instead of like gadget based and i'm i'm really excited for that because like especially if it's rated r uh uh because wolverine again that wolverine x-men origins game incredible the best thing that ever came out of x-men origins i think it'll be more about like getting abilities like just just like different ways to to do the brawling absolutely Um, yeah that'll just get more intense Maybe some other costumes. Oh, oh, maybe oh sure. Dude, I love, of course. Variations. Just look at Spider-Man. There's like 30. Oh, my God. We're going to yeah. every costume. Oh, yeah. I love that. Um, yeah. Moving I mean, on. I would love I would love to walk around as, um, I mean, obviously classic Wolverine, you know, the classic yellow from X-Men 93. Yeah. But but even his um, X-Force, the, the dark the gray. The black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Um, in Marvel's Midnight Suns, I had an entire X-Force team and they all wore black and gray because uh, Wolverine comes with that. Like, and I'm like, oh, hell yeah, baby. All right, guys, moving on to another Marvel character. Uh, my boy, Iron Man. Iron Man's got a game coming out not anytime soon because um, the makers of Dead Space, EA Motive, uh, just put out Dead Space uh, in like February. So this game is probably a couple years away. But um, I love Iron <laughs> Man. Uh, the creators of Dead Space, who Dead Space is about a man in an iron suit with zero gravity powers shooting people. Um, that's that's a uh, that's pitch perfect, baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I, I know we haven't played Dead Space yet, Ben, which you will be doing this year, thankfully. But that game oh, lo- yeah. looks incredible. It is like so beautiful and like specifically the metal and like all like the, the textures of the metal look so good. So like having Iron Man as a main character for like this team is going to be great, whether it's open world or more like a Ratchet and Clank you know, uh, uh, level based. I don't care. I just know it's going to be like uh, uh, really, really tech, tech heavy and like lots of different things. Because just like Dead Space, you have a dev- bunch of different weapons uh, that you can upgrade in different ways. So like, I'm just really excited. Mm-hmm. I love Iron Man. The Iron Man games that came out for the movies, dog shit, uh, utter awful. Yeah. Those that's the that's the bad licensed game era is like the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go back there. Except got, for the the Wolverine one. Yeah, right? the Wolverine. That's again. Yeah. That's the one I mentioned earlier. That's yeah, the yeah. one good one. Um, I don't want to go back to that era, but like because we got good shit now. There are a few gems that are licensed video games. A few gems. I remember Shrek Two was fun. <laughs> yeah. Like the Shrek, the Shrek Two video game was fun. Somebody. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's. I mean, obviously, Chronicles of Riddick I heard was really, really good. You're oh, right. Yeah, that's you're right. Mentioned. Escape from Butcher Bay. You're right. There are a few gems, but not enough to escape the whole. Oh, a video game based off a movie. This ben, be I won't, that's shit. that's that's a that's an episode of Basement Arcade Pause Menu. I want to be on with you. It's a licensed game. It's good and bad. I mm, do that yeah, one. we should right. do that. I want to do that. Okay. Um, I, we gotta do that. Write yeah. it down. Write it down. Uh, next up, y'all, because we got a trailer today because there's a, an ID Xbox showcase happening today right now. There's a new Hellboy game coming out, The Web of Weird. Uh, we got a teaser earlier, but now we know what kind of game it is. It is from the uh, it is from Upstream Arcade, and they make kind of like brawler esque, like uh, uh, over the top, not Di- like kind of like Diablo, like a little more over the shoulder. They make those types of games, and now we know that Hellboy is one of those types of games. They made a game called uh, Dead of West, which is kind of like a Diablo esque brawler, and that's what this game is. So Hellboy. Starting Lance Reddick. Rest in peace, Lance. 
Love it. Uh, yeah, he's playing Hellboy. Uh, the game looks really cool. It's got such an incredible, cool art style. Um, I'm really excited. It's doing some some like uh, some original and some uh, stuff from the comics. Uh, I'm just happy to have Hellboy in the games because he's had like two or three games at this point. They're not all great. For sure. We got two games last. Two more games left, y'all, and they're both about Black Panther. We'll talk about the older one first, and that is the uh, Black Panther Captain America World War II mm-hmm. game that was announced earlier this year. This is being led by Amy Hennig uh, with uh, at Skydance New Media. Uh, Skydance is a movie company, and now they're, they're now making games, right? Um, Amy Hennig is also working on a Star Wars game, so she's doing double duty for Disney right now. She's killing it. Um, uh, we don't know much about this, except it's going to be a, a multiplayer uh, four-person thing where you have Black Panther, Captain America, uh, one of the Howling Commandos, and then a Wakandan spy uh, in a big open world. So, like, uh, we don't know much about it, but that sounds really cool. I love the time period. Uh, and, like, a cool multiplayer Black Panther game sounds cool. Yesterday, y'all, a new Black Panther game was announced. A single-player open-world Black Panther game from EA Cliffhanger, which is a brand-new studio. Um, Kevin Stevens who was the founder of Monolith, is founding this new studio. So we are getting two different Monolith games, basically, uh, 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 in the superhero world, which is great. So um, we are getting a big open-world Black Panther game that's probably coming out in, like, 12 years because it literally just got announced. Um, that's really great. We're going to get two different types of Black Panther games in different eras about different characters. Um, this one apparently is about a young T'Challa after uh, T'Chaka is killed, and you are inheriting the mantle and all the stuff that comes with that in that time period. So I think that's really great. Uh, and that's all the games about comic books coming out in the next couple of years, y'all. I think they sound really cool. I'm it really all, excited. It, it all sounds really exciting, except for the Suicide Squad one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I uh, started with the worst. <laughs> yeah. A um, lot, of, lot of Marvel, mostly Marvel, which is really good, because, you know, I'm, I, I like it all. But, like, yeah. uh, I'm glad we got Hellboy. I'm really excited for that Wonder Woman one. Um, again, mostly because, like, core monolith and that nemesis system. Like, I cannot wait to, like, have, have a grudge with, like, a one-eyed minotaur who I beat up, like, five times in a row. Yeah. That sounds exciting. And there you go. That's my of course, news. Like, it is going to be interesting yeah, to I'll, see if more DC games are announced in the near future, because James Gunn's left such a heavy hint at wanting to utilize video Where's games David, for the storytelling? Where's David corn sweat in my Superman game? <laughs> yeah, I will definitely say the one obviously Spider-Man 2 is the game I'm most excited for because that's the one that's closest to us but man, I am so excited for that Wolverine game. I really want that Wolverine game and the Wolf Among Us. That's like the big DC ask because you know Vertigo, DC, they're, they're one and the same. Yeah. I, I'm really excited because Telltale, you know, they, they air quotes went under and oh, not a lot of Telltale games, but the fact that this project is still moving forward, I'm like, hell yeah, let's go. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I'm down for it. Yep, yep. That's me. That's my news. Uh, all right. So I only have one major one. Now, this story, it's been around for a while. Like, we knew stuff was going on, but in the past few days, or the past um, quarter, and even the past few days, some more details have come up. And guys, Yuji Naka. Mm-hmm. Talk about fall from grace hardcore. He is the man who created Sonic the Hedgehog. He was one of the lead designers of the game. He helped Sega ju- um, skyrocket to the top of the 90s. Um, he was one of the people instrumental in going toe-to-toe with Nintendo. Oh, also, Meh. he's best friends with Tommy Tellerico. Isn't that right? Uh, I No comment on that one. That's fun. That's that's a fun inside inside baseball joke. Uh, uh, honestly, I don't know. Freaking, I'm I remember that whole 
that whole bit. I was watching a few other YouTube videos about that, and then it's like, oh yeah, she, me and Shigeru Miyamoto were best friends. It's like lies. <laughs> but anyways, uh, yeah. So the co-creator of Sonic the Hedgehog was arrested twice in November and December for insider trading because he left Sega and then he went to go to his work at Square Enix and he was one of the guys working on, of course, the now infamous flop Ball on Wonderworld. <laughs> and recently, he while he was arrested, he is now convicted. But according to an uh, article from Polygon that came out on July 7th, so just a few days ago, he has given officially been given a suspended prison sentence, so he will not be serving time, but he was given a $1.2 million fine. And that's millions <laughs> in American dollars. I don't know how much it is in Japanese yen. That's a lot. It's a lot. It, it, it's still a lot of money. Holy crap. Man, yeah, so you're telling me uh, that the, 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 the creator of Sonic wasn't fast enough to, to avoid this? No, he was just doing some insider trading stuff. Which is, <laughs> just know, some illegal. insider trading. <laughs> just you know, a little. Just some. A little bit. Just a million dollars worth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I want to talk about like the first, both times he got arrested. This is all from the Polygon article. Uh, the first arrest involved a scheme to buy stock in developer aiming in early 2020 based on inside information that will be developing a game called Dragon Quest Tact, which was a mobile title. Square Enix's pro uh, project of partnership with aiming was not public at the time, and Naga was at Square Enix working, so that's how he found out about it. And then he was like, oh, let me buy stock, because, you know, I know that. And then the second time he got arrested was him and another Square Enix employee, Taisuke Sasaki, were accused of buying shares in A-Team, which developed the mobile spinoff Final Fantasy VII The First Soldier. Oh, that's the that's the bet you that's the money you bet on is the first soldier. Mm -hmm. oh, you deserve prison. Alleges, <laughs> so the case alleges that Naka and Suzaki acted before the collaboration was made public and the two men were were said to have made hundreds of millions of yen in the deal. So one billion dollars U.S. converts to one hundred forty million in Japanese. Yen. Right, because because he didn't do he got arrested for this in December, but he did this before the game came out. He did it uh, mm -hmm. when he knew they were going to be getting a license for Final Fantasy yeah. VII, and that's all he wrote it on. Is like, oh yeah, mm -hmm. they're going to get a lot of money because of that, a lot of popularity. I'll just shave my yep. amount off the top there. That's some. That's that is insider trading. That's a definition. I yeah. know this thing's before it's coming out. Let's yeah. make money off of it. Right. Uh. Yeah. And here's and here, of course, here's a even more icing on the cake, because in April of 2022, last year, Naka revealed he was removed from Bottle and Waterworld's development six months before the launch because and he sued Square Enix. But he did not, of course, didn't disclose how the case was resolved. So there is just a whole lot of bad blood going on between him, Square Enix. The fact that Ball and Wonder World was not a well-received game, mm -hmm. and now all the stuff coming up for him being an insider trader. Now, the he was now because of his suspended sentence. There are some conditions. Like the biggest one is that he cannot break Japanese law for I want to say about six months or so, or else because if he does break the law again, straight to jail. Do not pass go. Nope, do not pass go, do not collect $200, or in this case, you have to pay $1.2 million American, or close to, like, say, like, a 100 and maybe 45 million Japanese yen. Uh, that's, but, man, yeah. that's such a, when I hear yen, it's always like, oh my god, 100 million yen, it's like, it's, it's, it's like a million dollars, I'm like, that's still a lot, but I'm like, that's not, it's not as much as I think it is. <laughs> it's, it's like, no. here's 7,000 yen, I'm like, that's seven bucks, I'm like, damn, that's huh. crazy. Yeah. Yeah, so it is 
it is uh it's bad times for one of the guys who created one of the most beloved mascots in all of video gaming and it's kind of it kind of hurts because two of my favorite mascot are people who had a hand in creating my favorite video game mac uh mascots uh yuji naka and keiji infune who helped co-create mega man he also kind of fell down a not so good rabbit hole with i mean he didn't get in trouble with the law thankfully but he's also fell on from grace because he what he stopped working at capcom and then he tried to do he had mighty number no. nine and that didn't really work out and now he's making robot master master-esque nfts it's like why why are you doing he this? did isn't he also the guy though that made uh bloodstained ritual of the night mm, i don't know okay that might be someone different okay because that game rules them that might be somewhat different. If he yeah. did, though, then good for him. Because yeah. I do know his big thing that after he left Capcom was Mighty Number no. 9 because he wanted that to be his yeah, yeah. successor to Mega Man. Yeah. But, yeah, it, this kind of sucks. And this goes to show you that um, don't do insider trading because you your ass is going to get caught. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, let's hope. Or be like, good at it. Or be good at it, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can only imagine, like, yeah, this probably hasn't. This isn't something he's done a lot because, like, he doesn't seem very good at it. <laughs> Yeah, or he's just like trying to capture some sort because he know he probably knew that my time is gone. Like my name is doesn't have much credence to it anymore. So he's like, I gotta have a, some sort of retirement plan. And now that retirement plan is him just barely avoiding prison. Yeah. Um, well, hey, you gotta go. You gotta go uh, fast into the prison. Yeah. Listen, just like maybe. <sighs> Maybe he's like this. I don't know. I'm trying to think of like the situation that puts you in here. I'm like, why would you do this? Like, you know, it's a, like, are you are you like are you low on money, bro? Like, what's going on? You just you just want a quick buck? Like, it's awful. Don't. So it was it was Koji Igarashi that we were talking. Oh about. no 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 no. Okay no no uh, no. Yeah, that's that that is. That's I'm, I was I, I got them guys mixed up. Okay. I yeah, got yeah. you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. That's the guy who made Bloodstain, right? Yes. Yeah, I was okay. I was mixing the two creators up. Yeah yeah. He yeah. did specifically cite learning lessons from Mighty Number no. Nine to do Bloodstained better. So, oh well, there you go. Because that that's, game, that, that was like another uh, another Kickstarter uh, game. He, uh, uh, he's a guy who made Castlevania, uh, and then and then he made Bloodstained, which is like the spiritual successor, like all these games are doing. But that mm-hmm. one actually rules. Right. Yeah, that one is actually on my PlayStation, and you know it's there digitally because it came out for free <laughs> thanks to PlayStation Plus. Thank, thank, thank you, it's, thank you. It's there, and Ben thinks about it and looks at it and puts it aside. <laughs> There's a lot of games in or, the world. There are scrolls pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, too, many, too many games. Too many games. Yeah. But yeah, uh, let this be a lesson to you, all y'all. Don't go insider trading, and also don't go insider trading because of Final Fantasy VII: The First Soldier. Just. Just don't. Well, I mean, it worked. He it made. Did. He made. He was early enough before the game comes out. He's like, I made hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. I made a lot of money, and then it's like, oh, now I have to pay it all back. Yeah. What would Cloud think about that? What would Sonic? Th- what would Knuckles think about that? I'm just saying. Think about. Think about. The, think about your your deeds and actions. Yeah, but what would <laughs> Eggman think about it? Ah, I'm <laughs> a lot. Eggman of would be like. Eggman would be like, okay, so you're using the money to build robots, right? Yeah. Do you have any animals? <laughs> that's what Eggman would think. But yeah, that's my news story. Love it. Love it. That's the news then, I guess. It's okay. He'll come back for the next news cycle uh, investing in AI. Oh, that's uh, the next, so- well, that's the next that's, Sonic villain. That's the next way. Well, 
I will. Oh, although Sega has gotten some good press with fans recently, saying that they're not going to do NFT blockchain bullshit yeah. because they say that's boring and dumb. I got it. Paraphrasing, but I got the next villain. It, it could be AI based, and they do a, They do uh, an AI version of Tails, Tails, and that's the villain. I hate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm here all 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 podcast. <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's. Shall we talk about the games that all of us played let's this past it. quarter? Ooh, I do believe it is time to transition. All right, it's time for the games that we're talking about. Sparks, it's it's your you're up first. Uh, so Sparks and Ben got a section. I don't have my own section because everything I played, I played in their sections. So I don't need to dedicate my own time for their times. So uh, we're gonna start with an oldie but a goodie. Sparks, why don't you tell us about God of War? Yeah, I finally finished the best game to come out this year. Um, absolutely. <laughs> Not late to the table at all. 2023's God of War. Yeah. <laughs> Ragnarok. Um, yeah, I finally finished it. Uh, uh, you know, pretty pretty early in this previous quarterly section. Um, I was close the last time we touched base, but uh, yes, it's finally done. Um, I think that game's awesome. Yeah. Um, I think the story is fumbled, um, especially in the third act. Fumble wintered? <sighs> yeah. Uh. Um, I have I have problems with how some of the story plays out, mm -hmm. um, for sure. Just in the sense of... I think that we took a lot of time getting some places through the first two-thirds of that game. Yeah, it and takes its all time, of a sudden, and then it rushes. It rushes yeah. like nobody's business. And I was like, oh my god. Uh, I got whiplash. Um, there's a pretty, there's a pretty cool reveal uh, in this game. I thought that was really good. Oh, the bad guy reveal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah I thought that was excellent. Um, but yeah, over overall, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's good God of War. It's good mechanics. Um, it looks great. It feels good to play. Just that that rushing story beat in the in the final leg really mm -hmm. bummed me out yeah. um but i also really have to highlight that i i i think more than anything i'm so glad they left room on the table for teaming up with um uh god i can't Angry remember right now um but freya? Uh, oh yes freya freya yeah that they left room for teaming up with freya i think was so smart and that that's a uh a way for you to do without getting too spoilery post-game stuff. Yes. Um, we, without we interfering a, with the narrative. We did a review for it, right? I don't you remember. You guys did. Okay, I just wasn't sure if we... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. You guys got your whole... This is my my last chance to get some final No, I just wasn't the, sure if we did it on, on the, the podcast board. or a separate. I just don't remember at this point. You guys yeah. did it on the podcast, and then we put it out on the pause menu feed. Got it. Got it. Good to know. So it all it all happened. Um, yeah. I, I thought this was cool. Uh, I, I still actually need to go back and listen to what you guys said about it. Yeah. Because um, I haven't done that yet, and I should. That's okay. Uh, but, yeah, I, it's, a, it's a solidly constructed game that narratively, like, kind of whiffs at the very last bit, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah. That sucks. I think especially I think, for yeah. for a God of War of this caliber. Yeah, I think we well, I think we all pretty much agree with you in our review. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, well, moving on from hopefully, last year. Hopefully there's something... There's somewhere to go from here that that feels like it was worth doing it that way. I fully expect we won't see a God of War for a long time. I do, too. Uh, yeah. Because we know that Cory Barlog, the director of the first game, is not working on God of War. He specifically said, I'm done with God of War. Right. Um, so thankfully, Kratos can rest. He deserves it. And maybe maybe um, Atreus can have a game. I don't I wouldn't mind that. I wouldn't hate that. 
I, I think in hindsight, the last thing I will say about it is like, you know, all of us kind of sharing that opinion about how the narrative was rushed and everything. I would have I would have put another year of development on this if you're not doing another God of War for a long time. Yeah. If this is the final button, yeah. like make it make it make the story really feel like it lands that because like it it just kind of doesn't because of how the last section feels like it's just out of pace with everything else you were doing in the game. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Moving on from last year to this year, why don't we move on to some Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, yeah, in the near future, uh, we should be having a actual full pause menu discussion with our friend Brandon about this. Um, whether Ben is there or not, this is a game it will be happening yeah. that we have here all played. So this will probably be the only time we will all discuss it together. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, also, don't finish it. <laughs> yes, I, I don't expect Ben will get this one done in time. Yeah. But maybe. Uh, miracles have happened. How um, much there have yeah. It, because this is on your list too, Ben. Do you know how much you've played? Like about how many hours you played? Oh, about two and a half. Oh god. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. It's okay. I, I thought I, it was more. He ain't being part I, of that I, discussion. I beat the tutorial. I, I beat the tutorial. I'm on the first major planet, and I did beat a rancor. So I have done some stuff. Right. But and then this is like a 30, 40 hour game, bro. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm screwed. Uh, <laughs> I'm especially with how many hours I played into a def- another game. But I will say. I am actually glad to be back in this world of um, for for as little of of it as I have played. It did feel nice to be back Mm -hmm. in like this era of Star Wars playing as Cal Kestis and seeing that and seeing the the five year jump between Fallen Order to here. So Mm -hmm. I mean, I am I am looking forward to playing this game again. The only thing that I was like really like on was finding that first goddamn rancor and it was just really effing hard oh yeah baby. i beat it yeah i beat it but once again this is star wars dark souls uh and ben, i know I'm, what i'm saying i know what i signed up for ben i'm many hours past you and i just got to the rancor just because of like when i discovered a thing different from you oh. was um, that the first rancor that you fought mm-hmm. oh yeah ben you fought a rancor like 20 hours earlier than he did yeah <laughs> yeah well Shit. <laughs> hey, you be, hey, that hey man, that's the Dark but Souls good, training. But good you for do. you because you beat it. Yeah. <laughs> true, true. Um, now Jocks is like pro gamer skills, yo. I don't I don't want to talk about uh the story stuff too much. Um mm-hmm. because I, I don't think that this is the time for that. Uh but I will say like mechanically, the game is giving me everything that Fallen Order gave me and more. Yes. And I'm really liking that. Like, I feel the dynamics that they have brought to the game, the the amount of different um, stances yes. for wielding your lightsaber blade and the abilities therein. Um, and a lot of people have shouted out. So, like, you know, it's, it's definitely the starting point you want to get to is that it feels so good to jump into the game and not feel like you've been pulled backwards in your progression and doing metroidvania take away everything you you have you are just building on top of things you already have i made the comparison of batman arkham or batman uh arkham uh asylum to arkham city Mm -hmm. where you start that game with a bunch of shit already right yeah yeah and i and i think that was really needed um because you can't just go backwards in force abilities and all that yeah um and i i really glad that they found a way to start you there and keep the sense of like un- uncovering new ways to traverse and engage in combat and all that. Yeah. It, it feels really fresh. Um, I, I really, really enjoy 
the feel of playing it. Yeah, I will say um, everything outside of the story, I think, is an improvement. Yeah. Uh, the gameplay, the traversal, the the map, because I hated the map in that first game. And it is significantly, oh, the map is so it's much significantly better. better. It's still not perfect. But, like, it is significantly better. I still had a couple problems here and there, but not to the amount I did in the first My game. favorite thing about the map I have to highlight, and I think this will be useful for Ben, is that if something is red, that means, dude, straight up, like, don't even go there. Like, you can't oh, okay. mess with it. You can't inter- interact with it. It's a Metroidvania it, you that You will unlock you. something later, yeah. and then you can. But, like, mm-hmm. if it's highlighted red, that means, nah, this is a no-go right now. That's okay. Yeah, don't man, even go there. I here. love that, like... Uh, survival horror things from the 90s because Silent Hill and Resident Evil that's like where that originated from is like uh, oh you can't enter this room it's gonna be red and I love how that permeates into other games now because it's the best it's the best system for gamers of like hey you you know you can go there but not yet and we don't want to like we don't want to lie to you and like just have it be not red because like how would you know to come back here so like you know communication with players is really cool because we know it's a video game like we're not like the suspension of disbelief isn't going to ruin that or anything so like i think this game is really really it's a really good metroidvania um like it makes you go back to places and like after a while because you know you're getting um you're getting collectibles that are like paint job colors and pants and mustaches and stuff like that so like after a while i kind of stopped caring about that because like i don't need to change my cow's look every five minutes right um but same but the traversal stuff is really fun the parkour stuff's really fun honestly um, again i'm not i don't want to go into it like sparks but like the story is the only thing that i'm not totally in love with um, I love everything else though. Like everything involving uh, the 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 place that you the hang sun. out at, the cantina yeah. that you that you that you stay that you hang out with. I won't spoil everything, Ben, but there's a lot of stuff you can do at the cantina. There is. That's just really fun, and that's that's the thing I love about the game. It's all the it's honestly the more personal stuff. That and I will say that like even not loving everything about story, the story uh, so far, there are a lot of elements that have been introduced because of the story they're telling, like Z. Yes. Which Love I really, it. really enjoy. Absolutely. And so, like, there, there's a lot of cool lore exploration stuff is happening in Star Wars, um, but this is not where we're going to get too deep into that. No, yeah. Uh, I am excited for us to have a full discussion when, when I'm done and, and you're done and get together with Brandon get yeah. into the, the nitty gritty of this one I am uh, I'm almost done with it uh, but I got other games to play and uh, so I'm gonna let him get closer to beating it and then I'll probably yeah I, I would have it. been this is one where like I made a decision to I play this one with my mom watching mm-hmm. because she's now fully engaged she watched a, a playthrough of the entire first one so that she could watch this game be played and is reading the book and I'm we read that book yep uh, and it got referenced twice I think twice <laughs> just two little references yeah yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, so like that does slow me down a little bit because I have to find time to be able to sit down with her and play that but it's okay because that's left me an opportunity like oh I'd like to play Jedi Survivor right now oh I can't I'll play something else so yeah. I've been playing other games instead yeah yeah speaking really uh, some other games. Well, this is a game that we all play, actually. But uh, absolutely, Ben. There's a there's a particular stance in Jedi Survivor. I'm excited for you to get to. Oh yeah, it's all right. It's a good. It's it's, it's good. I'm just gonna call it. It's the Dark Souls stance. That's what everyone calls it. It's the Dark Souls <laughs> stance, and you'll you'll know why. Uh, it's fantastic. Dark Souls. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to a game that we talk about and love and can't get enough of every day of our lives. It's called Fortnite. A game, a game that we, we, we were all, well, I don't know how much of you are, but like, I know Ben and I were definitely like, bleh, this is a kid's game, F these kids. Yeah. And then because Marvel got involved, Sparks and I tried it out, and we're like, oh shit, is this actually good? And then like four, yeah, it, four years later, we're so invested. Yes. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely one of those games where it's, I mean, people still shit on Fortnite. Yeah. I kind of understand, but 
I actually I remember I recently I watched like a little mini Fortnite history video and seeing how far the game has come since its first initial inception to today. It's like, wow, it's crazy. Thank goodness. They they have added so much new stuff to do. So many different mechanics. You, all, of course, have like the mode that we love. We like no build mode. We just like going pew, pew, pew. But even when there was we there were builders or building was the only mode involved it wasn't it still wasn't bad it was still fun to play especially with like hey you have missions now you have stuff to do you have it's not just drop in and try to survive it's like drop in try to survive but also do this stuff complete these missions here's the rewards you can get with the battle pass stuff you can get without the battle pass if you want to do the free stuff you just want to play with your friends like we said earlier Fortnite is the crown jewel of the multiplayer battle royale games because of all the stuff it offers for the people who are, you know, paying, like, say, a monthly fee or they're putting down money to get that really cool skin for the battle pass. But it's still giving stuff to the people who may not want to spend the money on it. Mm -hmm. And it's still, like, giving you a solid gameplay experience right. with a bunch of stuff to do. Yeah, so you you might be a person who checks in on our quarterlies fairly often and be like, God, you guys are talking about Fortnite again? And it's like, man, you know, we wouldn't, except they do things in these quarters where it's like, dang, we kind of got to talk about that. Like a Star Wars event that they did for May mm -hmm. the 4th that was really, really great. Yeah. Uh, where they brought in Darth Maul, they brought in Anakin. Like and four then they, clone troopers. And they gave you uh, abilities. Yep. Um, that were super dynamic and they really changed up movement and they felt great inside of Fortnite. And also, it was um, a whole it was a whole new uh, experience during of that. It. Was also Attack on Titan event. Yes. So like yeah. so so you can either you know be Aaron Yeager and using your omnidirectional is, things, or being a Jedi. Dead by daylight now. <laughs> yeah. Also that yeah. There's a pack where you can like that's that's really funny. But anyway, but that's actually. Uh, uh, Dead by Daylight is like the Fortnite horror version. Like that game yes. is so successful because they have every horror icon and like people love skins. Mm -hmm. So like that's another great example of how you do that, how you do that kind of thing. Right. But Fortnite, we talk about it every quarter because every quarter is a new season and every season they add something drastically new to the game or change the map or give us a great skin that we want. Like this time it's Optimus Prime. I was a yeah. shill. I bought I bought Optimus Primal. I got a monkey robot man. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is this game? And like I from the outside real quick, Ben, from the outside. Yeah, this is is just like IP the game, but the mm -hmm. it's it's the game part that is good. It is a good game, so that makes me want to be a robot monkey man on a bike. We're getting a uh, mm -hmm. purchase pack um, in a few months here. Uh, I think it's I think it's in September, um, but I'd have to double check. It's uh, Bumblebee, Megatron, and the Fortnite bus as a transformer. Um, you mean a toy? No, as a as a purchasable pack of oh. three for Fortnite. Oh, so you was buy, that a leak? You buy all three I, in one. Yeah, it's a leak. Oh man, I got I, I already. Oh, Bumblebee. Oh, I, I, we got Optimus. I I I'm not a. Uh, and my, I might not be a big fan of Bumblebee, but I definitely am going to be a big fan of Optiport Megatron. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Especially and, if it's G1. And oh, I man. think it's really cool that, like, the third one is a, for that pack, is the, the, the Fortnite bus is is a Transformer now. Uh, He's going to be, really like, cute a, and charming. Yeah. He'll have a friend with the mecha guy that you yeah, love, yeah. Dan. Yes. <laughs> I know. That's one of the reasons why I want to try... Actually, I need to. There are times, especially this week, I or sometime before the season's over, I need to stop playing Tears of the Kingdom so I can level up in Fortnite. So I can get <laughs> call us, right? Call us, call us. My, 
I was yeah, I, I was thinking right now. I'm like, God, I, we need to play some Fortnite this weekend. <laughs> this looks so good. We do. I love playing Fortnite. Yeah. It's so fun. Well, not this weekend, but maybe not this weekend, but at least next next week. Oh, sure, not this I weekend for you. <laughs> no, not for me. But oh man, because I because as you guys know, one of my favorite skins, my main air quote skin, is like the what I call the Fortnite Megazord, which is this giant robot that struck down to play as. Because I thought that was could, so cool. Could you and could you imagine if Tom Cruise was willing to make a deal to get Ethan Hunt in this? game dude i would her and rebecca ferguson him and rebecca ferguson i would lose yeah. my mind yeah lose my mind absolutely oh yeah definitely but you know what i i still remember crapping on this game yeah and even just a few months ago um because years ago for oldschoolgamermagazine.com i wrote a blog post about the generational gaming gap because I, I was at a uh, my friend's baby shower and there was a young kid there who was talking about his switch and he's mentioned how his favorite game is Fortnite and this was back when I was still like very anti Fortnite. Yep. And then that was and then of course I was talking about how like yeah I go to these gaming conventions, younger kids are there, people are still playing retro games, so you know what there's hope, there's you know we can still get away from the Fortnite. And then there was this, just recently a few months ago on an article that I wrote years ago. This dude was like has this long comment rant about how there's no such thing. Fortnite's not a game. It's just a cash grab, yada, yada, yada. If you play, you know, obviously it was an older, it was probably an older person who was very just stuck in their ways of the 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm, Sure. And now even then, I need to probably definitely update that article and change. And I definitely changed my perception on it because I am now a fan of Fortnite. Yeah. I really enjoy this game. I won't say this is the best game ever, but it's definitely a very fun game to play with friends. Mm-hmm. And even, um, I want to say a year ago, um, a, for, a guest on my show, I told her about it, and she and I just joined up, and she's never played Fortnite before, and she was like, I'm not 100% sure. I was like, you know what? Play with me. I'll walk you through the motions. If you like it, cool. If you don't, we don't have to play it anymore. And she really liked it. Hell yeah. I mean, all- she's a she's a noob so we were getting hit with a bunch of people on her um level scale so we won like seven straight times yeah, yeah, yeah. we were just we were just kicking ass and taking names but we're, we're probably st- about to have that experience again because i know brandon's ready to we're trying he's ready to try we've been trying for yeah. years we we've been trying because like, you guys got me after the marvel event yeah. and i was bummed that i missed out on the marvel event but now i'm playing all this other stuff I, ryan you and i even experienced a season finale together we did which one was that, that was one bad. i don't remember uh of the giant robot one. Oh yeah like, the bigger yeah yeah, yeah. One. that's true and even when the isle and we were there when the island flipped yeah right there's yeah they do like again they like their season finales are like really big and fun like again the marvel one had galactus I there's an ariana grande concert we went to like, i am glad that they don't always try and pump the season finales into every changeover yes uh, like the like be here or you miss the event um like we haven't had one for a couple yeah uh and i'm okay with that i'm like i i prefer that you don't try and do that every single time yeah because freaks yeah. me out can't 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 uh, can't hit them all unfortunately yeah no well, we play a lot of Fortnite, but moving oh, on. Oh, I wanted to spotlight oh, just one last thing. Um, so, so in the new map, uh, you've got the jungle terrain, mm-hmm. mud, a lot of cool new mechanics with oh, mud thermal. and thermal. Yes. So it's very much like the Predator, where like we have thermal scopes, but then you can coat yourself in mud yeah, to, so doing, you can avoid it. They keep doing cool stuff. I love innovation inside of Fortnite. Yeah. Every again, every season, like there's something new. Like every there's like a patch like almost every week. Like it's they really care about the keeping this game as good as it can mm-hmm. possibly be, and like. Uh, adding adding uh, mantling, you know, uh, adding the sliding, adding like first person stuff like they're just always, always innovating. And like, that's why that's why it's so popular for sure. Yeah. And also one other quick little thing. 
they're not afraid to change something up and keep what works and still try to tinker and play with stuff that doesn't. Yes. Especially no build mode. Yeah. I I mean, obviously, all of us have made the jump from builder to no build mode because we like, you know, we're here for the PPPU and then the people who build the game have are a much different skill level than all of us. And it's just like, uh, shit, I'm not I'm not playing with Legos. They uh, they introduced ranked play. Um, in this last quarterly mm-hmm. section. And we were going to talk about that for an extended time because we were going to talk about how they got rid of 3v3 uh, or, or um, three-person teams. Yeah, trios. Uh, which really pissed me off. Yeah, because um, that's how most of us off, play. But it pissed off a lot of people. And so, as I kind of suspected, it pissed off enough people that they were like, okay, we're going to walk that one back. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So trios are yeah. back again. Yay, because that's how a lot of us play. Because once again, we haven't gotten Brandon to download Fortnite and play with us yet. Yeah, right. I mean, once we do, then sweet. Um, uh, squads all the way. But until then. Well, not everybody's always available either. Like, we also true, play no. with other friends and they're not always on. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. But, but once again, Epic Games and Fortnite, they know what they're doing. They do. And I will say even with stuff like Fortnite, because they're like, okay, a lot of people don't like this decision. We're going to walk it back. We're going to keep something that, unlike another game developer we know of, they're like, all right, what works? What doesn't? This works. Oh, let's try if this works. Let's try no build mode for a week or two. And then, oh, people really like this. We'll keep that as a separate mode, but building is back. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to thank Jermethin uh, 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 for uh, watching your video. You're really good at this game, sir. Moving on. Yeah. To a game that we said goodbye to. Oh, yeah. Knock, yeah. Knockout City. You guys, I I like the game. You guys love this game, so I'll let you you go into it more. Yeah, I'll definitely say I like the game as well. Uh, I I really love the mechanics of the game. Yeah. Um, I, I'll say that. Like, the, the game as a whole has problems, um, but I love the mechanics. I think that what they created for how it feels to throw, dodge, catch, all that stuff. Dive, it, dodge, it, dip, it, dive, it dodge. feels great. This this dodgeball game just it it feels good to do those things. And when you like when you get that catch, it's like oh man, feels as good as catching. In, yeah. In the core real mechanic. Dodgeball. The core mechanic of the game is really good. That's true. Um, and so it, it is uh, sadly gone uh, as far as like all its servers uh, now just as a private live server, uh, private server situation for PCs that only you can host for PCs. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we we uh, Brandon and Marty and I did a lot of gaming together on some sessions that'll that'll make it to the YouTube channel in the near future. Uh, and then we had one last big hurrah with a bunch of friends, which uh, honestly, I think if that kind of thing, because like I told you guys when we got in to get there on the private match, I'm like, oh, they opened up all of the options. If this were the game the whole time, I think I don't think it would have struggled. Absolutely. As much. If yeah. you'd always had right. the options available yeah. for how you wanted to play and engage with the game. But they didn't do that till the end. Yeah. So if you if you've never played Knockout mm-hmm. City, um, uh, one of the things that really bummed me out about it is that like it would rotate its game modes and the game modes were player specific sometimes. So some would be three player modes and some would yes. be four player modes, yes. right? Huge and like problem. we have a we have a bunch of friends. So like if four people jumped on and they only had the three player mode, somebody couldn't play. Right. And that's just yeah. that's just baffling. Uh, like have it only be three players entirely or have it be four entirely like doing that again we talked about it with Overwatch that like limits the amount of friends who can hang out together. And that's just that right. just sucks or just or just like. I understood like having events for some things, but events like, are so many yeah. more of these game styles and game modes they created should have been available for a longer period of time or just the entire time. Absolutely. And part of that is bringing in like the uh, 
uh, if you want to play with all your friends, um, free for all mm-hmm. for like eight in and giving it more than just free for all, but like all these different uh, styles and modes that you can apply to it. Like we were playing the one where, you know, like one person gets uh, really big and strong in rotation for the a time mode. and then it moves around. Yeah. Um, and I think that the game just suffered from not utilizing all the things it had on the table at all times. It kept them like behind locked doors and like, how lucky are you today? What's available? Exactly. Yeah. And that was the big problem yeah. with the game for sure. Um, so it's, I'm sad to see it go in the sense of like, I just really liked engaging with those mechanics with friends. Um, mm-hmm. It was a ton of fun. Like it, it felt, it was a good feeling multiplayer to do. It's something I would have jumped in on for just like some sessions for like an hour uh, when friends were available and wanted to, and that's mm-hmm. that's what it what its value was, and I I really liked it, and I would have done it more if more of those game styles were available. I think more of you, uh, guys would have played yeah more often with those things being available. But Absolutely, it's just not what they did. Yeah, unfortunately, if this was this was definitely a game that I would only play when someone was on, or if the co-host and friend of the show Brandon when he would text me like, hey, do you want to play a few rounds of knockout? It's like, yeah, I could go a few rounds of knockout. I will say I am happy because there was one skin I really wanted and I was almost there to collect it. But then the switch from EA to Epic happened and I never updated my stuff. So I lost all my progress. And I was like, OK, whatever. The game's going to be going down anyway. <laughs> and then I got the skin I wanted, which was like, you know, the poly, the polygonal retro skin. And I got to play the final few rounds wearing said skin, which I was like, yay. Um, outside of that, I will say I will miss this game. Because it was a fun time with friends. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like Fortnite where you're like constantly tense of so you're shooting, you gotta survive. This game can be tense, but it was a more fun sport tense. It was like you're tense when you're playing a sporting game. Yeah. And I will say, I don't think I've ever played a dodgeball game that, fe- I mean, I don't think I've ever played a dodgeball game before KO City. But this can be a good template on how fluid and how well dodgeball games can be developed and played because this was a very fluid game the controls and mechanics as sparks said were very good and it was very fun to play and also i will say i liked this the style it was like 1950s-esque futuristic i don't want to call it steampunk but it was like 50s punk where it was futuristic but it was like you you feel like you're in the night the style of the 1950s like a bunch of these characters feel like they're 1950s greasers or those um juvenile delinquents it's like um it's like retro futurism exactly retro futurism thank you but it was just fun and also hearing the guy like the the dj just like constantly talk about stuff i was like yeah this is this is fun i like this yeah i i am sad to see it go i do agree with sparks that if those modes weren't behind a wall and what not even a paywall if they were just if they were just not locked away disney vault style this game would probably still would still be around the servers would still be operational and there would be a higher player base but yeah. the fact that people can still play this i mean the the caveat is you need to be on a private server play only on pc consoles aren't available yet i mean i'm pretty sure someone out there is going to find a way no you no, but not on p not on consoles no. but not like doesn't work that way okay <laughs> no that's why it's, well, that's why it's only on pc <laughs> yeah. never mind to be but, fair, like it says right here, private server edition, free to download. It's incredibly easy. You go to the website and like you just download something. It's like it's it's really easy. And yeah. most people like, mm-hmm. if you're a gamer these days, like a, like who's serious about gaming, you have a gaming PC. So like, if you yes. like, this is relatively easy for most of the gaming population. We are a different group because y'all aren't PC gamers. 
Well, and right. I think the other thing is just also um, not that not that this would be a challenge for everyone, but um, whoever hosts the server has to have a strong enough um, internet connection to hold everybody in. That's true. Uh, so that right. so that the game works for everyone. So we got it. Right. We got this. All right. Well, farewell to Knockout City. Goodbye. But, uh, a game that comes out in just a couple days, y'all. It's um, it's got dinosaurs. It's got mechs. It's a game oh that's gosh, Sparks in a couple days. It comes out the 14th. Oh, boy. On Xbox oh. Game Pass, baby. Don't have to pay for it. Just that subscription. Thank you, Xbox. I love you. Exoprimal, y'all, is a wave-based uh, Left 4 Dead-esque Overwatch game uh, where you get transported to a weird alternate world where an AI hates you and is running a game <laughs> show um, and is basically just throwing dinosaurs at you through portals and you also get to become the dinosaurs but also your mechs um, who have Mo Overwatch Mojo style World. what is it? It's a Mojo Mojo World is actually yeah. a really apt that's very apt absolutely yeah um, but this game's just really fun and Sparks and I play a little bit of it in the beta yeah. um, I'm 100% sold I wasn't sold until I played it yes um, um, Agreed. I want to hear you talk about it a little bit. Sparks. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, Ryan was like, uh, I knew when the trailer came out, I was like, oh, this could be interesting, and like every everyone it, it else was like, eh, I don't know, and I mean, like, well, I don't know either, but like maybe. Uh, yeah. And then it was it was the fact that you played the beta, and you're like, yeah, y'all should give it a shot. And I was like, oh, okay, look at all and these I'll dinosaurs. Go out of my way, uh, oh. check it out. Yeah, okay, uh, yeah, these dinosaur models are insane. Um, so we we hop into the beta and uh, yes, playing it and putting hands on it, getting an idea of what it actually is. I was like, oh, this is this is a really fun experience. This can be really cool. Oh yeah. Um, especially when you're going through and you're just like you're getting waves of raptors and raptors, and it's like sniper raptor, and I'm like, what? What do you mean sniper raptor? Yeah, summoning <laughs> summoning triceratops, yeah, summoning yeah. neos is velociraptor. Yeah, neo sniper raptor, and I'm like, what? No, <laughs> so can't do like, that. What do you mean? So the, it's like, what do you mean, Neo Sniper Raptor? So what, the really cool thing mean? is, what do you mean? Uh, if you're watching the video of this, Ben, you can see at the top, uh, you have uh, you have like a meter, and you're ma basically making your way to the middle, and uh, mm -hmm. it's basically waves, and it's it's you are against a, a opposite a, a opposite team of mechs trying to make your way to like basically the center of the city, and you're opposing each other on how good you are fighting these waves. So after every wave, if you are worse than your opponent, then the AI go, you are being, you are worse than your opponent. You are slower than your opponent. You suck. Uh, and it's this AI, like, you know the Jackbox guy, like, he talks to you? It's like that, but the AI, oh, yeah. the AI is like an asshole, and he's out to kill you. Oh, wow. It's really, it's almost like Starship Troopers-esque. It's really fun. Um, so you're making your way through the middle, fighting waves and waves of different dinosaurs, uh, stronger dinosaurs, depending on your difficulty. Then you get to the middle, then it becomes an Overwatch match. And you are doing a payload push mission where you have to fight the Overwatch team while also fighting dinosaurs while also pushing a payload. And it's like, oh. it's so cool. And and like every mission has like the big, big thing where a thousand raptors drop or a giant T-Rex drops, like the big center centerpiece of it. And they're all different. Um, it's just a really unique game. And it involves dinosaurs, which we all love. And it involves robots, which we all love. And again, you can become the dinosaurs. You can become a Triceratops or a Raptor or a T-Rex uh, to punish the enemy team. Um, it's one of those games where I think at launch it'll be really good. It won't. It probably won't have a lot of things to do at launch. But I think in a year, two years, this will be like one of the most fun games you can ever play. Like truly, um, I think the this sounds, the foundation yeah, you, is incredible. This sounds, and even just looking at the game footage, 
this is absolute chaos. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I am here for it. Look at all the these different ninja robot. This guy's a footballer. What's going on? And we're going to have the um, fact <laughs> Ryu and Chun-Li, right? Oh, yeah. The Street Fighter robots uh, as DLC characters. Yeah. Which means Ooh, probably more that, Capcom tie-ins. Yeah. Mega Man, the Mega Man X and Zero. Yes. I, you don't damn well I'll be playing as Mega Man X or, or Zero. Yeah. But... This like the fact that you it's you you have to fight waves upon waves of dinosaurs and then you get to the middle and it turns into an Overwatch style mission. I'm just sitting there going, oh, and you're still so you're not only just fighting the other team, the dinosaurs are still coming, and yeah. I can only imagine the more powerful dinosaurs are going to be popping out at the same time. It's like, oh, you just met the enemy team. Here's three T Rexes and an Allosaurus. Have fun, guys. Oh yeah, and again, we've only we haven't seen like a third of the of all the dinosaurs because we, we just did the beta but just like a portal opens up and then just like a thousand rappers drop out and it's like that's awesome like i love these designs this just looks like a a really unique fun thing that like could be a total whiff but now that i've played it i'm like mm -hmm. oh you guys you guys have something here if you can support it for for a long time this could be something really really cool but again that depends on the support because this is a live service game yeah yeah Moving fortunately on. capcom oh. seems pretty confident so we'll see yeah yeah, I mean, I hope I really do hope this game does land well for Capcom, because I think just the premise itself is like, that is a really cool premise. I am into it because I know when the game was first announced, everyone's thinking, oh, my God, we can Dino Crisis three. But then it's like, ah, what the hell is this? Look at this Reinhardt ass guy. This is just it's just Overwatch, y'all. It's I'm so excited. Like I if you if you like uh, like a Soldier 76 or Lucio or Bastion, like they're literally one to one. Like that's just Reinhardt. He does the push thing like it's all just like. It's really good. It's really good. Moving on. I do like. Oh, no, I ahead. do like playing as Bastions. No, I was gonna say I do like playing as Bastion. I do like playing the DPS character. At least right. I did like playing the DPS character when I was in Overwatch. That's definitely so here. So I. Yep, I'm. I'm all for it. I'm ready. Let's do this. Love thing. it. All right. Well, time to play. Talk about a game that I have put significant time into, and Sparks has put a little bit of time into. That's true. And it is. And I've put no time into And This is one of the games I've been looking forward to for super long. Yeah. And I haven't touched it yet. It is. another game we're going to talk about is taking all my time. Oh, yeah. It is Final Fantasy 10 plus 6. It is Final Fantasy 16. It is the dark medieval fantasy of England with chocobos. Uh, <laughs> Sparks, you played the demo, which is just the, which is actually just the first three hours. It's the prologue. Right. Um, so I want to hear what your initial thoughts are of this Final Fantasy adventure. Uh, the gameplay feels really, really good. Oh, um, yes. The combat stuff I really like. The transitional work between uh, where you're at in the opening and um, when you when you do change into your larger forms, your icon, uh, how that feels like it, it's it's a good transition. Um, yeah, the story seems it, it, you're you're barely getting like the full idea in the three hours, but uh, I, I'm intrigued for sure. There's a lot of cool visual stuff going on that has me like, what does this mean? Who who is this? And and what they represent and mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. So there's there's obviously a lot of questions I have just from playing the first three hours of the game, but I like a lot of what's on the table here. Hell yeah! Uh, again, I probably put I between fifteen and twenty hours now. Um, it's it's really really great. Uh, the highs are maybe the highest I've ever experienced in a video game. Uh, and then when it's just the regular game, it is a pretty traditional Final Fantasy game. Um, it, this isn't going to be game of the year. I'm going to let you know right now. Um, the highs, mm. the highs are, are, again, the highest I've ever experienced. But then, like, when you're just, like, doing the small-scale, like, side quest stuff, it's, it's fine. 
the gameplay is really good, but the side quest stuff, it's like, hey, I needed seven apples. I'm going to get you your seven apples. Um, it, it doesn't uh, it doesn't meet the highs uh, that the rest of the game does. Uh, so for me, I'm still loving the shit of it. I can already tell you this isn't going to be game of the year like Zelda will be. Zelda, uh, they're operating at completely different levels. Sure. This is narrative at 200% where there's so much dialogue. There's so many cutscenes. And by that nature, like it's it's trying to do a lot more that it isn't, it isn't uh, hitting every single time. Where Zelda, it's very much about vibes and the story isn't super important. And like the cutscenes are a little more sparse. Right. So the sparse cutscenes in Zelda are incredible. Uh, whereas like all of the cutscenes in this game aren't incredible, but the highs again, y'all like I some of the shit in this game I can't believe I'm seeing it. Like it is it is it is exceptional. It is in, it is insane. It is we are in the next generation of games. Mm. Um, uh, it is it is not just um, giant outside fighting. There is so much. And again, it reminds me of Evangelion, so much internal conflict where you are doing like mind battles with Kaiju. You are doing giant epic things within your mind's eye, trying to you're fighting like you're fighting your own persona. You're fighting your brain in, in through icon form. Like it's really it's a really awesome story. Um, I think it's really great. I just don't <clears throat> think it hits. Uh, it is a you know, 45, 60 hour game. Uh, when you try to put that much story in that much time, like it's not all going to hit. Um, right. And that was my worry with this game, and I am starting to feel it. But again, some of the shit you're seeing here, like it's it's incredible. Like I am getting through the small stuff so I can I can feast because the feasting is is next level for sure. Um, it's incredible. It's like probably one of the best looking games I've ever I've ever experienced. Like the transitions from cinematic to gameplay is like it's just it is the gameplay. Like it's it's incredible. It's fantastic. Um, I cannot wait for you to play it, Ben. Odin. Ah! Odin. Odin. It's just great shit. This is all like early stuff, so like you're not getting too spoiled. This is all you know. This is like the from like uh, the trailers and stuff, so it's not too bad. Um, oh yeah. I. Uh, it's great. I'm. I'm glad it's not bad. Uh, it's incredible. Uh, it's just like. This is the team who made Final Fantasy XIV, which is an MMO. And once you realize that, you start to see how much of the MMO is in this game. And that's not necessarily a negative, but it is of, oh, you took a lot of that stuff from that game and turned it into a single player game. Um, and it's it is starting to affect it a little bit, uh, but it's still great. It's still it is still going to probably be in my top 10. It just won't be number one. Um, mm-hmm. Any, I know you guys, you haven't played a band or you haven't played much more, but do you have anything else to add? Uh, I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, I'm just, I, I do, I do think that there's enough. Just even hearing you talk about it, I'm like, there that the, the, as you said, the highs are uh, just from what I've experienced. I know the highs are worth going for, yeah. um, and that that's worth the price of admission on the way to to get to all of those. Yeah, and I want to see how big we get. Yeah, and luckily the combat, uh, in my opinion, <clears throat> even though it is a very different combat system to previous final fantasies it is just like action it is an action game this is my favorite combat system uh i love going into battles i i enjoy finding random enemies just to fight because i love the combat so much and that is the best thing i could say about yes. a 60 hour game yeah the, the fighting the fighting even from the the amount that i tried felt feels really good but in the demo they gave you an opportunity to try some stuff that gives you abilities from later in the game it cuts so you, you for like get 20 hours of how the how the fighting feels and i'm like that's that's some really cool stuff I really do enjoy it. And it has me like for you, Ben, um, also, it, it has me like, OK, Kingdom Hearts 4 going to be lit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. oh, and and this game, uh, despite it being grim, dark fantasy, it is so Kingdom Hearts ass Kingdom Hearts. And like once you get once we start getting further in, Ben, I think you're really going to it's, it's like you'll enjoy it. Too. It's really good. I'm sure. Uh, great. Great. Stuff. I think 
I have been hearing nothing but great things about Final Fantasy 16. A friend of mine who actually, fun fact, or inside baseball, we're going back to the Distant Worlds concert in August this year for his birthday. And well, also because they're playing Final Fantasy 16 music during the show as well, which is another reason why I need to finish Hurry the Hell Up and Beat Zelda, because he's been sending photos of Final Fantasy 16 to my fiance, and he's like, has is Denver started playing this? Has Denver started playing this? She's like, she's like oh, no, he still plays on Zelda. And even she's like, 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 hurry, hurry, play, play, play. I want to experience gaming with you as well. Oh, yeah. Uh, the music, oh my god, dude, the music is, is so incredible, and I just hit a part in the game where, like, I didn't think there could be more variety in the music, and then I get to a new part, and it's a completely different style, and it's, like, more jazzy, and I'm like, holy shit, dude, this soundtrack is insane. That's, it is, tr- that's it is, true, the amount of music I've engaged with, I'm like, okay, this is some really good stuff. Yeah, uh, just, just, uh, uh, uh. Incredible stuff all around. Uh, this it is a JRPG, so like it is really long, and I do think the 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 um, when it slows down a bit, it does slow down uh, almost to its detriment. But again, like it's not none of it's bad. It's just like I wish the momentum to kept up a little bit. Um, moving on from uh, oh from Final Fantasy sixteen, it's demo time. We played a couple demos here on Basement Arcade a couple weeks ago. But we're going to talk about them a little bit, just in case yeah. you didn't experience them, uh, to let you know about them. First yeah, one. All, all eight of the demos are really, really solid. Yep. We had a great time with them, but I wanted to spotlight a couple in particular. Um, On Guard is one that, just from sight, I was very excited about. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'm happy to say that it's a good game. Um, it, it Very much in, like, we were kind of talking about with Knockout City, it's like mechanics are making this game um, from minute one, that it, it feels good to do all the things that you are doing, um, the way that you are engaging with the environment, and then just the the style and humor that they're going for, they are nailing it, of this swashbuckling, sorry, swashbuckling adventure, and how you can engage with the environment in a way that you'd want to in that kind of lighthearted combat uh and and progression adventure um the the way that you can traverse the way that you can uh damage enemies by knocking them into things or throwing things at them or onto them uh it really really works for me yeah um another another wonderful game that has dark souls inspiration behind it uh the combat's great it has a great parry system again environmental damage is something that i you don't see enough in games like this that i really appreciate that you can actually like throw stuff and pick stuff up and kick it uh it feels again like a game like this the feeling is the most important thing and it feels great um it's really funny like the zorro like spaniard aesthetic is really fun having like this this uh this this lead character she's really she's really charming and like the story about is about like her brother who is like this zorro-esque character but like he's pretending not to be but like he clearly is it's like there's no hiding it and it's really tongue-in-cheek um it just got a great great vibe to it um uh, this is like if this is like a fun like you know six to eight hour experience because it's you know a smaller scale game. Uh, I think it'll be it'll be uh, uh, could be like a top ten contender for sure. It's incredible. Yeah, it's really nice. It's it's just really nice. I think you know it it very clearly knows exactly what it's trying to go for, and I think they've captured it exceptionally well. Anga. Um, I'm really excited for you to get to try this at some point, Ben. I think it looks great. Yeah, uh, I would love to try this sometime. Because the art style itself looks uh, looks great, and also the 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 combat isn't like it's not very hack and slash high, um, destiny uh, not destiny dynasty warriors esque. Because I like how you have to really watch your opponents, but also you have to be very mindful with your surroundings of like where and where like where enemies are and how you can like ex- ex- exact how you can expertly parry and jab and attack and block and all that stuff. So. 
the sword combat does look really cool and really engaging, and I really would love to try this out. Yeah. It is a it is a good time indeed. Moving on to another great demo we tried out. This is this is probably the one I am most excited for. It is Thirsty Suitors. I, I'm I'm really jazzed about this. Um, the writing is so so good. Oh yes. Uh, and the way they've incorporated it into what you're doing for the game. Um, I really like Ben. If you've uh, maybe forgotten, or for our, our audiences, Thirsty Suitors is very um, Scott Pilgrim esque in the sense of uh, you dealing with your exes, um, but there's also some amount of skateboarding. There's some cooking adventures with uh, your mom. Um, it's all uh, you know um, Eastern Asian Indian influences uh, for the story uh, and how that it forms on the family dynamics. I did uh, listen recently to an interview. I'm sure you listened to where they talk about like yes, there are the exes in here but like if you want to talk about who's who's like the overall problem of the story is the maternal grandmother actually mm. um <clears throat> which i'm really interested to see how that works out but just uh it's it's so it's so sharp it's so witty um which is not something you're catching in like the video we're showing right now uh but for its its writing is is on it ben and then like the way that you engage by um, making people thirsty so that they are bad at fighting you or insulting them or choosing to not insult them and encourage them, all these kinds of things and how it affects uh, the way the story goes. It's it's really, really interesting. It's a super unique indie game experience. Um, yeah. And I think it, it honestly, like, I think it would all work fine. Uh, but the thing that escalates it to me is the writing. Yeah. Um, the writing this and the character vocal like... performances are so good that it's like, okay, this is like a whole experience. Yeah. This looks so much like a persona dating sim. Yes. It, yeah. You, you have the RPG elements, you have the mini games, and like even I just saw things like, "What is your thirst sona?" It's like you're okay. The game and starts. The game starts with you doing a date, like a personality quiz, to find what your thirst sona is, and asking you questions of like, "Oh, if you're on a date and somebody was late, how would you react?" And like it, like it's a questionnaire to help the, uh, inform your character. In a I want to. I want to point out that I said East Asia and I meant South Asia. South Asia. Yeah, South Asian men. Yeah, uh, there's a great thing where like if you if you like if your character loses health, then like, you get an inspirational speech from your dad. <laughs> it's like it's re and like your mom, uh, you can call your mom to like uh, to use her shoe to slap your opponent. To, like get your mom involved. Yeah. Like it's just really it's really charming and really cute, full of personality. A uh, bunch of different like he mentioned uh, different like game styles. Like it is a turn based action uh, RPG, but it's also like to to chill out. You go to a skate park and like I don't know how that ties into the main game, but you also do cooking. Uh, it's just really cool. Uh, it seems like a really a really like. Um, personal game experience i also like that the goal of um the combat with the exes of yours are designed for you to achieve emotional maturity yes they're not designed mm -hmm. necessarily for like beating up mating, making them shitty or feel bad or that kind of thing like you might yeah. achieve emotional maturity and friendship with them or you just might achieve like a sense of closure and that they're they're just kind of going to be shitty from here on but you don't have to deal with oh it okay i now see the cooking you cook uh, which are mini games, but also yes. you eat the cooking during battles to help give you stat stuff. Yes. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Um, yeah, I just think it looks like a, a hell of a charming game. Um, uh, I'm always down for weird, quirky, you know, indie mix, mixing styles and stuff. Um, just looks like a, looks like a ton of fun. Yeah, this does look really uh, fun. Well, moving on from fun to sad, 
Ben. Yeah, this looks really sad. We, talk about sad. We love Mitra. You don't even. You don't even. Like it's so brutal. We love Mitrovania's, but what about a Motorvania, which this game is being called? Uh, Leica Age Through Blood is a motorcycle Castlevania game that straight up is just brutal. Like it, it starts the off opening, with just the murder. Opening minutes are you hearing on the radio about one of your one of your friends having been uh, crucified with their own intestines? Yeah, and then you go and look at it. Yeah, and then you go look at it. Um, it is it is about fascism rising up in this apocalyptic animal world, and like it is, it's they're making no bones about it. They're Nazis, like they're vultures wearing like SS uniforms, basically. Um, and it's a bunch of evil birds like taking over taking over the wasteland. Um, and it's very cool. I can already tell it's gonna be a it's gonna be kind of a hard game just from playing the demo a little bit. Oh like, my gosh, yeah. Um, but it's gonna be exciting because this is a really unique, interesting. Uh, and this boss battles look so cool. Um, just a really, really interesting type of game. Uh, a cute art style. It's almost like a like a Cult of the Lamb, but like the opposite. Like a cute art style, but like it's so serious. It is it, it is not funny at all. <laughs> like we find a man with being hanged by his intestines. Like it's not fun. Uh, yeah. It's crazy. It's really cool, though. Uh, oh, yeah, Ben. I think you're. I think you're gonna like it, but I think you're gonna. You're gonna encounter just as we did. Like, oh shit, this is gonna take some finagling to get comfortable with the controls. Because it is a. Yep. It is a physics-based motorcycle game where, like, you have to land perfectly and you have to make sure your angles are right. But you're also using the right stick to aim your gun. And you have to do backflips to reload your gun. So it's like it's going to be a complicated game, but I think it like I think it feels good. You just have to get used to it. Um, it's yeah. so it's so cool. And again, it's really, really uh, a bummer. But like games like this should exist. And it's cool that they get to exist. Yeah, it's just like the art style itself is like, man, this I mean, obviously gorgeous, stunning. Um, the fact that it is brutal, it's like it's I mean, yeah, it looks cute, but they are pulling no punches. I was always the one that was kind of I mean, like you guys said, the control scheme is the one that kind of makes me a little go because eh, I've never really played physics based games, or at least I've never really enjoyed physics based games. Sure. And especially with this one where you have to like you have to do backflips to reload, you have to have um, pixel perfect jumps. I'm like, uh, I don't know if that's yeah. going to be fun for it me. is to, to it, be honest with you, Ben, it's it's that the the story and more importantly, the art is going to make me go through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is definitely. I can, I can uh, definitely see that. Yeah, it's definitely a game where I think again, like it does sound complicated, but I think once you once you're like you play it for a couple hours and you're in the rhythm, it'll just become second nature like any other game. Mm-hmm. Well, moving on to another game with some tough combat. I wish you could have tried this one out, Ben, but I'm glad my friend Spark Switty did. Lies of P. Let's talk about Timothy Chalamet and his dad Geppetto. Uh, ben, you like Bloodborne? I do. I enjoy Bloodborne. Would quite you like a bit. to play? Bloodborne-esque? <laughs> like, with, with puppets? With puppets? I don't know Bloodborne-esque with puppets, but if the gameplay is really, really good and it's and it's fluid... Did it's you solid, like the gameplay of Bloodborne? I do like the gameplay okay, of Bloodborne. Okay, then you want to play Lies of P is the point. Cool. <laughs> um, yeah, it's very, very similar to Bloodborne. Um, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, I, I had to kind of like reorient myself of like oh yeah this is how this goes um but i i like the inventiveness of the puppets that we're seeing the automatons uh yeah um and 
the game does feel good in that in that bloodborne way where like the right amount of resistance to kind of have to push against yeah uh i think the gameplay uh as 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 a dark souls connoisseur the gameplay is incredible like this is this is one of the closest one-to-ones of like this this gameplay like feels almost as good as a from software game um the dodging the parrying the combat's great i love the weapon system um so you have just like in like bloodborne you have transformation weapons but this one um you have two parts of a weapon you have the the blade and then you have the handle the blade will tell you what type of weapon you're using the handle will give you a different ability just like an elden ring however you can change the abilities in elden ring so you can have vastly different types of weaponry and abilities depending on what you want so like the customization option is great um all the bloodborne combat stuff is there the thing that again the most that excites me more than what i initially thought it would is the pinocchio stuff because one of the first bosses you fight is a donkey man (laughs) and you get to wear a donkey mask as as a as a hat if you want and like all the all the stuff from pinocchio is here um i'm not convinced i think the fun thing about this game is um you are playing p is that Pinocchio? Probably, but like uh, Geppetto has made an automaton army that has gone bad. Oh, I haven't seen this before. All the different outfits. Holy shit! Hold on. Look at all that. Hold on. Look at all these costumes. Um, yeah, you meet a donkey man, and like the whole world's gone insane. So like, not only are you fighting automatons, but you're fighting crazy people too. So like, just like in a Bloodborne Dark Souls, you're not just fighting giant monsters. You're having one-on-one awesome boss fights with people, and that's my favorite thing in a video game to do is one-on-one fights, baby. So like, half of yep. these half of these boss fights are gonna be uh, people. They're gonna be giant robot automatons. I love it. Um, the giant whale is in this game in some capacity. Jiminy Cricket's in this game in some capacity. He's your little light box. I thought he was a train. That wasn't it. It was something else. Uh, this is the first boss of the game, the giant parade master. I think the gameplay is so good. Um, this game also comes out relatively soon. So, like, uh, Ben, if you don't have time for the demo, uh, this is a game I think you will want to play. Um, it feels so good. I'm just I'm so thrilled that it just it is a good playing Dark Souls S game with an entirely new cool aesthetic with Pinocchio. Um, it just seems like a winner. Seems like a winner in my book. It, everything you was sh- you talked about and that everything I've been seeing does feel like it's a good winner and it's a good spiritual. Maybe alternative is the right word to Darks to Bloodborne. Not that. Not that that's bad. I mean, obviously, Bloodborne is Bloodborne, and people, gamers, myself included, have been clamoring for Bloodborne 2 for a long time. We're not getting it. They won't give it to us. No. No, 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 no. no. But, I mean, not to say that FromSoft isn't giving us other really cool shit, Armor Core 6. It's true. And Elden Ring, obviously. Yeah. But normally, like, when I hear a game based off Pinocchio or Pinocchio-esque title, Pinocchio's always been one of those fairy tales that has not been my favorite. I mean, the Disney movie Same. aside, like, the original Disney movie, like, the original animated one, has never really been my favorite. Um, the ride at Disneyland, I'll only go on just in case the line is short <laughs> and I got nothing else to do in Fantasyland. And Pinocchio's just been one of those things where I'm like, eh, not the biggest fan of. Look at these, this look at one. these like rune slots. Look at all this rune shit. Like it's just like, oh yeah, this is Bloodborne. Yeah. This, on the other hand, has me intrigued, has me interested. I'm like, you know what? I might give this a shot. Not, to, I mean, obviously, it's like, is P Pinocchio? Is he not Pinocchio? The fact that Geppetto turned it, like, created an automaton army that's that's gone rogue. I'm like, okay, cool. And it, they're taking parts of the of the fable of the fairy tale and they're changing in a ways that makes sense in this darkened alternate world mm-hmm. and i like it i actually really do enjoy it so i'm i'm probably gonna give this game a shot hell yeah yeah 
moving on. What are we moving on to? I can't see on my computer. Oh, wait, is this the spot? Well, yeah, this is the spot. Okay. It's ben, time. Ben. Mm-hmm. It's time. It is time. Collect- it is time collectively, for- collectively, we have about 200 hours into this game. <laughs> yep, that we do. Tears of the Kingdom. Um, Tears, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. We've been talking about this game so much on the regular show. We, ha- I have been absolutely head over kegels in love with this game. I was playing it a little bit last night, and of course, when I say I'm only going to play for a hot second, it turns into a lot longer than I, into, than I should, because this game is just so damn good. Yeah, it's, 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 game, it's a perfect video game. Yeah. This, this game truly took a really good 10 out of 10 game in, 10, in Breath of the Wild, changed so much, added so much, and have done and has done things so different. But even if there are like the one thing I will miss are the bombs. I'm not a big fan of like trying to find bombs, but you know what? I'm not upset about it. I'm like every time I find bomb flowers, I'm like, oh yay, bomb flowers. Or I am I am just so enamored. Oh, I have a game. I have a question, Ben, because you said you need to find bombs. Have you considered um attaching either a cannon to one of your swords so you can throw cannons at any time you want? I have not. Yeah. How do you think I clear so many rocks without having any bombs? It's just you can attach a cannon. You can throw because you don't throw your weapon. You throw the cannon bombs. Or I just use Unobo when I when you get when you beat his dungeon. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You get the. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But this game is just it is truly a 10 out of 10 experience. And you can tell that this is like to me, the, the sign of a truly amazing game is a game that you dream about playing a game that even if you're doing the most monotonous of tasks, you're like, I want to beat, I want to finish this task so I can go play tears of the kingdom, a game where even if you don't do a whole lot of story stuff, you still feel like you accomplished something. You still feel like, Oh, I've explored a new area or I'm opening new parts of the map. Like I'm in the depths right now trying to go after master Koga, but I was also been exploring the sky islands. I've gotten like these old maps that are marks on the map. I found the, the tunic of the hero, which is the tunic that link wears in the very first Zelda game. Ben, Ben, I don't know how much, how much, exploring you've done in the depths but the amount of old clothes you can find from other games is it's it's i i it's insane because my roommate uh is also playing the game and Mm -hmm. she has she is now she's just on a mission to collect all the clothes there's like clothes from like every single game there's a wind waker clothes there's tingle clothes there's dark tunic clothes there's there's the the or the hero of time yeah there's like there's barbarian clothes there's so much stuff so i got tingle's outfit I have the fierce deity armor set. Yep. I have the armor set of the phantom gu- of the phantom guard or like the phantom armor set. You mm-hmm. know those like those ghost phantom uh, from I want to say spirit tracks that that were mostly used. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I know the twilight set is in there. That's on the eastern side of the depths, which I haven't really explored just yet. I know that all the. I even found the entirety of the Link's Awakening set, mm-hmm. which your mask is the mask from Link's Awakening, the the Switch remake, where it's like the little chibi art style. It's very cute. There is, there is so much love, so many nods to past Zelda games in this game, that are actually that can be useful. They look cool. 
I went to a Coliseum and I got a evil mask where it's Ganon's mask or Phantom Ganon's mask from uh, Ocarina of Time. You mm-hmm. know, the first in the Forest Temple. Oh yeah, where he reveals to be a ghost. It's like the evil dude with the spikes on his head. Yep, yep. I have that. Just constantly exploring and doing the side quests. Just and even the story itself. One of the things I absolutely love about this game is that there, while there is a main story, you literally create the story yourself as you play the game. Mm-hmm. Even though you're, there's not a lot of dialogue options, there's not a lot of like stuff that you can interact with, but you are still creating the story yourself. It's like, oh, do I want to go after Master Koga? Do I want to continue the regional phenomena? Do I want to help out Laurelin Village? Like the the footage we saw right there where that's been taken over by pirates. Oh, I did that entire, I did that entire quest and I, I, I did the whole village. I did that, spent the whole night doing that. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, it feels so good when you liberate that village and save it. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just the entire exploration part. Cause at first I was like, Oh, I just want to explore Hyrule. Like, you know, I'm back home again, but then it's like, no, I want to see what's up in the sky. Let's explore around there. How do I get around it? Just figuring out how to go from Island to Island and, it just is so satisfying. It's rewarding. It is, yes, it is rewarding. It's a lot of the same and conversation, but in a different capacity of, of Elden Ring, about just like mm-hmm. a world that that uh, is asking for exploration and rewards you for doing so. It's not just a big world mm-hmm. to be big. Like, it, it has right. purpose. Which is such a big distinction between, like, AAA open worlds that are usually coming out and what Elden Ring and this did. Absolutely. Is, that, is this idea of we're here to... Uh, give you the story that you are seeking uh, and to give you a reason to be engaging with all these different facets of what we've created. We're not just like trying to be big so that you feel like this is a big Wow, game. look how big it is. Right, like, so yeah. you can just sit there and be like, man, this game's big. Which is, honestly, yeah. even in the ones I like, the last three Assassin's Creed games, absolutely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. There is, and even, like, as the game's loading up and you're doing fast travel, there are times where there's, like, a little hint bar that comes across... And one of the things, and there was this hint that came across, I never noticed it before, because a lot of the hints are kind of brought over from Breath of the Wild, which, I mean, yeah, it, this is the sequel to Breath of the Wild. But then as I'm looking at this hint, there's like, hey, make sure you like zoom in on your map because there are areas that might look interesting. And nine times out of ten, there's something there that you can find, yep. and it's worth checking out. Mm-hmm. And I 100% agree, because there was... I was in the depths. I was looking at my map. I was like, wait, this looks like there's a structure that's built here. Yep. I'm going to go look at it. Turns out it was a construct factory. And mm. there was like this big giant construct map. that's like, hey, there's depots around the depths that we haven't gotten uh, uh, shipments from in a while. I Maybe just go check them out. I you? just hit got there, Ben. I, ju- I literally that was the last thing I did. I was like, oh, I haven't gotten shipments. And I'm like, where do I where are the shipments? What do I do with the shipments? <laughs> it's like, what do I do? Yeah. How do I fix this up? And the story itself makes you it the way it brings in story elements from Breath of the Wild and characters from Breath of the Wild and makes you want to help them out. Yes. Like, I remember I was on my way to I was I told myself, I was like, I'm going to go after I beat the after I helped the Rito village with their phenomena. I was like, all right, you know what? I think I'm at a comfortable point where I can go handle Goron City. And I was just trying to get the, the towers. And I looked around, I was like. Is hey Zora's domains over there? Why? What's that brown stuff? Super Mario Why? Sunshine. Exactly. And then I was like, Oh, this is no. I gotta help out my boy Sidon. What is going on here? 
And just all of the exploration, like you said, all the exploration, the mazes are... They're not just like a simple go through the maze, find a thing. It's like you go through the maze. Oh, now you have to go upstairs and find get figure out how to get to the maze up in the sky. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now you have to go down in the depths and find a boss. And I know I've talked about this, but the fact that the, you feel, the more you play this, the more powerful you feel. Oh, yeah. You feel. I mean, obviously you have like a thing that helps you out with heart, contain, heart containers so you, and the armor helps out. But have you, you Ryan, you fought Gleox, right? I haven't killed one yet. <laughs> I feel I have taken down three. Damn. And I now feel that Gleox are my bitches. See, I, I, I this is the thing where like I I didn't fight a Phantom Ganon or like the Gloom Hands until 75 hours in. So I can probably beat their asses now because I have like 21 heart containers or whatever. I'm just still scared. <laughs> I like the first time I saw a gloom hand, I was absolutely terrified. Oh, yeah. Like, no, right away. And it took me a while because I was like, I was stuck. I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and beat this gloom hand. I'm going to try and beat Phantom Ganon. It was way weaker than I, I was way weaker than I should have. Mm -hmm. But I did it. Like you said, it's like it's Nintendo Dark Souls. But now once you I, once you get the Master Sword, you can whip his ass. Oh, yeah. And it is very much. And once you get a certain point in the game, you get those stronger monster parts to build the stronger weapons. You were, I mean, obviously you still have to be careful or and not die like Link just did on the, in the <laughs> footage. But you do feel like you are getting stronger. Yeah. And it's not like in a traditional RPG sense where you have to grind and level up. It's a more natural progression where instead of like when I saw Gleox, I'm like, run away, run away, run away. Now I see Gleox, I'm like, bring it. I love. Let's go. This has honestly one of my favorite, and it's not the only game to do this, like Far Cry and other games do this, but like I love the upgrade system for the for the armor. How like, okay, so like mm -hmm. you have flame resistant armor, so it makes sense that you need a bunch of flame resistant type items to upgrade it. Or if you have a regular, just a regular tunic, you need like 50 monster parts that you will be collecting anyway. So like every time I go to upgrade something, mm -hmm. it feels like I've naturally collected all these things. I'm not out hunting it for hours. Right. Some of them, like once you get like up to upgrade level three, some of them are a little harder to like find but like every time i went to go upgrade i could upgrade like five of my pieces of armor by just playing the game and everything just flows into each other so naturally going to the sky going to the depths it all flows together it is just like mm -hmm. it is such a seamless game and again the fact that this is on hardware that is almost 10 years old and the fact that i can be in the sky and i can skydive from the very top of the mountain or the top of a sky temple and fall for three minutes three entire minutes all the way down to the depths and there's not a loading screen and I'm like, why am I crawling through so many holes in Jedi Survivor? What is going on? <laughs> like, it, it really put into perspective of the like, the types of games that we make now and how we are so focused on, on visuals and instead of, like, gameplay and game design and compression and all that stuff that actually we seem to have forgotten about because we just want things to look really nice. And this is not to disparage all the great games that we're, we've talked about earlier. Sure. It's just, like, I come to video games to play video games. Right. And no matter how much I love a story, I have to play that game. And Zelda is the one of the best video games I've ever played. It is taking Breath of the Wild, already one of the best games ever made, and making it better, which I didn't think was possible. Um, the sheer creativity you can do this game is unparalleled in any other game I've ever played in my life. You can look at this dumb shit you're making. You're making paddle boats with with like doors. It's it's I just finished it's incredible. I just finished I just finished that dungeon or that shrine too and I, it took me a while to figure it out. I was it's, it's incredible. 
I mean, I know we're going to go on a long conversation later on this year, because right now this is still 10 out of 10 game of the year right now. I mean, I know I haven't played Final Fantasy 16. (laughs) And people have have been saying, it's like, yo, Final Fantasy 16 can be a contender. But as of right now, like, but Zelda. It's dude, it's Zelda. It's like I I love Final Fantasy, but I still like I just I just want to be playing Zelda like it's. I put yeah. so many hours into just goofing around, and I don't. I don't want to just goof around in Final Fantasy. I want to progress the story, mm-hmm. and that's again they are doing different types of things. For sure, but Zelda is just yeah. perfect. It's just perfect. <laughs> it's just perfect. No, <laughs> one of the other things I love, like I love so much about this game, is that there are multiple solutions to a puzzle. You don't have to do the thing you need the game the developers want you to do what i think the developers did that was smart is like you have like there's a puzzle in a shrine and you say you can't get it like you know those target ones where you have to like hit something to make the target go yeah thanks to tiktok i found out you could just bomb arrow it and it works yep i learned that too <laughs> you don't have to you don't actually you just have to have something hit it like something hit it with enough force to trigger the thing and you're good to go and it won't penalize you for figuring out something different yeah it won't it won't this game it truly gives you the freedom to play it your way mm-hmm. and that includes traversal that includes combat i have seen so many crazy contraptions people have used to like take down lionels like they've made lionel kill boxes they've done oh. stuff that violates the geneva connection yeah making cages and stuff oh yeah but there's also the ways you can do is like if you're more comfortable doing the traditional breath of the wild way which is the way i play that won't penalize you for it. Oh, yeah. It's like, go for it. Do whatever. The world is truly your oyster. And another thing I love so much, because most of the game or most of my playtime, I've been just re-exploring Hyrule, playing, oh, my God, I'm home again. Yep. But the more I play, especially now, and I say, especially like the last 20-so hours, the deaths, Hyrule, and the sky are so intertwined. Mm -hmm. And it's not just, oh, I need to go to deaths to farm for one thing, and then I need to go to sky to farm for another if you want to upgrade your sages through the sages' wills, you have to explore the sky. If you want to upgrade your batteries, you have to explore the depths. And that actually improves everything else in your entire experience, not just in Hyrule. You get you explore, you explore the depths, get more zonite, get more energy wells. You can have stronger machines to travel throughout the sky mm-hmm. or tr- to travel throughout the world and you can also and then like we said earlier there are you want armor from that reminisces or is from the past games but don't have the amiibos don't worry it's all here already you don't have to borrow or buy amiibos that are stupidly overpriced anymore just play the game and you'll find it yeah yep. just play the game you'll find it and even and like i said earlier the more you play the game, the more you progress, the more shrines you do, the stronger you become. You feel more confident in your ability to tackle these monsters. I mean, of course, the first time you see a Lionel, you're scared because, you mm-hmm. know, it's a Lionel. Lionels are terrifying. But then you get stronger. Then you get like, I can do something. I can. I know how to fight these guys. I get better. You you get good. Yeah. Yeah, and it's yeah. just so satisfying. And it's also just so satisfying to see how time has progressed, how people remember Link, how people reference things back in the day. I went to Terrytown. I saw Hudson and his wife, Ronson, who I helped hook up yep, in yep. the first game. And I saw their most adorable little girl. And it was like the cutest thing in the whole game. I was like, this just they took time effort and this truly is a masterpiece of a game proving that nintendo still got it and oh, honestly yeah. i feel that the legend of zelda because of their pedigree with especially with this game 
this is Nintendo's most important game to date. Yeah. And it's and it's sold it sold like ten million copies in three days too. So like it, it people like this game. Right. Oh yeah. Of course. A single player offline experience sold that many copies in three days. It's again the previous year Elden Ring did it too. So like pe- people want these experiences. Like they they never want mm-hmm. they don't want just multiplayer life service games. Uh, the last thing I'll say about Tears of the Kingdom is um I've never Zelda has always had story. But, like, I'm going to be honest, like, it's never really been the thing I care about the most. And, like, because this is a sequel to Breath of the Wild, and, like, Breath of the Wild, again, is a story that's fine. Like, it's not why I'm there. I really like the story of this game. Um, because because it's a sequel, we are getting characters that we have familiarity with, like, years later. Uh, so, like, it, it feels like revisiting friends and revisiting, like, colleagues and stuff like that. So that's More fun. development than More we de- usually have. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. More development than just restarting the new timeline like the, like we always seem to do. So, like... Right. It's just like in the stuff with the story that the, the secret stuff is incredible. Like this is I said it on the regular podcast, but like the Master Sword reveal, I think this is the best in the franchise. Um, and it's like so core to like the story and the Tears of the Kingdom, like why it's called Tears of the Kingdom and like how it's tied to the story. It's it's really powerful. It's actually like yep. it's like the most emotional I've ever felt for a Zelda game, for sure. Um, it, it's impressive. It it's really impressive. It, that reveal gave me the feels i think i mean because the game has been out for a while i played the game about i i didn't get the game until a week after it launched and even then of course i'll be scrolling through tiktok people have been doing stuff and making things and i kind of got a hint about the reveal i didn't want to believe it yeah but then once i finally got to the reveal i still had all those feelings and what i love about this game is that even though the story isn't like in your face, kind of like Final Fantasy is that you mentioned earlier, not that that is a bad thing. No. But when the main story does come into play and when events do happen, especially after that reveal, it became personal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure. I mean, I don't know if that's also just because I also ship Link with Zelda hardcore, but this that reveal made this personal. Mm-hmm. And not only do I want to beat Ganondorf, I want to destroy Ganondorf. Absolutely. I every t- now every time I see Gloom Hands, like like I said earlier, but when I first saw Gloom Hands, I'm like run, I'm like the the knights in my python when they see when they get to the rabbit, they're like run away, run away. Now I'm just like I crack my knuckles and I'm like you better be there. I want to kick your ass. Yeah. Uh, the the level progression like we've mentioned like it like you feeling more powerful it is really fun to like revisit a place like to fight like a like a, a battle Talos like the giant stone men your first time and mm-hmm. it's really tough and then revisiting them and it's like you can shoot up you can kill them in like four hits it's really satisfying yeah Zelda yeah. Zelda game of the year in my opinion it's good it's, it's so good I'm really thrilled for you guys and I'm thrilled that a game like this exists just because like just the conversations we've had around it like what this means for the development of future games like yeah. what why is this game working against like what things that people are focusing on the wrong things just as you highlighted I think it's so important like I I, I it makes me encouraged about the future of of video games because it, essentially I feel like this game from an outside perspective, is doing the kind of innovation you see happen in indie games, but doing it with something with a yes. name and with a brand, and, and it's reminding people of, like, what video games are, are really supposed to be for. Absolutely. 100%. Uh, and that's that's really exciting. I can't wait to one day play Breath of the Wild, so I'll one day play <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, at this point, you you might just skip to this one. Cause, no, like, I want to I wanna do I want to do the it's just It's just tough because, like, the gameplay is like the exact same and the world's the exact same. So if you put a hundred hours into this game and then put a hundred hours into that, it's like you're kind of almost doing the well, same I, thing. I probably wouldn't do them 
yeah. directly back. Like, it, we're, we're talking, you know, it's a long timetable. I'm not going to catch up. By the time the third game comes out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, as of right now, I would say Tears of the Kingdom is the perfect sequel. Yes. Mm. It is yeah. truly what... It, it, this is the antithesis or, like, the main thesis on what makes a video game sequel amazing. It takes everything that you remember about the old game, it restructures it, it changes it a little bit, and it makes it, it still makes it um, familiar, but also new. And I, I mean, we, we can keep, we got one more game to talk about, but I can just go on and I could talk about this game forever. Yeah. And I have been wanting to write so many articles dissecting and talking about just this game alone that it is fantastic hell i've even thought about once i beat it the first time part of me wants to like write a like a fan-made book like but the story is my progression through the game like after i'm done with say a two-hour session just write down notes and then just type it out because and if i were to do that and someone else were to do it i could guarantee you we would have totally different experiences oh yeah not and they're like People, some people are like, oh, I, I found all the Korok seeds first, or I did all the shrines first, and then I did the phenomena. I was like, oh, I started in Gerudo Valley first, and then some people are like, no, I went to Zora first. So many different things. Ben, to do. how many how clo- so- how many temples have you done? Three. Okay, I'm I'm currently on my fourth one. We if mm-hmm. we we should, however your schedule works, because this is the main game you're playing. We should try to beat this sometime soon and talk about it. Yeah. Because there no, are other we, games I'm also playing that I need to review. No, no. We, de- we definitely do. I mean, that's also the thing about it, because I cannot tell you how many times I've said I'll only play this game for a very short while. Yeah. And then it turns to a very long experience because I am. I will say there have been times I've gotten overwhelmed with the amount of stuff to do with the amount of like, oh, I want to go there, but also need to do that. And now like some people say oh this is a game that can helps you find out if you're di- if you should be diagnosed with adhd because if you say i'm going to do this thing but then go oh look shiny and do something completely different congratulations you have that i mean yep. that's not real medical advice that's just a joke i found on the internet well, web md baby yeah but at the same time there is still so much to do there's so much to find there's so much to explore that yes the world is big but like spark said it is rewarding big you yeah. want to find out what's over that horizon even though it's hyrule you've been to hyrule people that i've been across this map so many times but then it's like but now it's different though it's yeah. like oh i'm back in the mountains but the mountains changed a little bit yeah and then it's like oh i'm up in the sky how do I get even higher? How do I get to that spot? And then you figure it out or you find a way and it's like, oh, I can't believe I did that. And it's just so goddamn good and so goddamn rewarding. I don't know. Like, I have not had this childlike joy, this childlike want, this need to continuously play this game so much in a very, very long time. One could say since Breath of the Wild. Yeah, yeah, maybe since Breath of the Wild, and uh, I don't. Part of me doesn't want this to end, but at the same time, I do, so I can play Final Fantasy. No, I get it. It's 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 again, we're we're the worst problem to have. Too many great games to play. <laughs> too many games. Too well, many great games. We have a. I think we have a one or two more games actually. Um, why don't we move on to um, Criminal himself, Sonic Sonic. <laughs> Sonic is known for insider training. Why don't you tell us about Sonic Frontiers? How much of insider training did he do? Well, you know what? Sonic Frontiers is 
I people were okay. They weren't giving it flack, but I know Sega was also kind of like getting iffy because people were saying, "Oh, this is just like this is Sonic Breath of the Wild," and they're like, "No, it's open zone. Is this? Like, yeah, it's Breath of the Wild Sonic, but it's good." Ooh, jump jump rope. Ooh. <laughs> I was actually kind of a little nervous about Sonic Frontiers when the game was first announced, and of course we all like the whole combat situation and the early footage that we saw wasn't very good. This game is very fun to play hold on there's fishing there's fishing you can fish in sonic there it, you can fish in sonic they and got me. the fishing's not the fishing's not that bad it's actually pretty fun i'm they actually trying me. to find i'm actually trying to find you, big in the in the island re, i'm on so real, i can do some more fishing real quick ben did you ever play sonic adventure one yeah probably. i did i, I love that game uh do you remember playing because they did it where they separated the characters and you play their story you play, been, mm-hmm. you play Big the Cat, who we just saw. Yeah, yeah. His whole thing is fishing. I don't, it's been that's his whole. Years. I was gonna point. Yeah. that's his whole story. Yeah. Is Big the Cat is, goes fishing. I'm going back, I love Big yeah. the Cat now. I I will not lie that when I first played as Big the Cat, I hated him. <laughs> sure. <laughs> or excuse me, I hated playing as him because you go through, let's see, Sonic, Tails, Knuckles, Amy, E103. E-102 Gamma. You play as five different characters, and they're mm-hmm. all, like, action-oriented. There's all this... The, the story is intertwining. You get to see everyone's perspective of the main story of Sonic Adventure. And then you get to Big. Why is like, 2B from Nier Automata in this game? <laughs> she's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but still, this game is very fun. I Once again, I need to put much more hours into it. And it does take a while to get used to a little bit, but once... I do get ex- the, the exploration is actually really fun, especially it's very fun running around this island at Sonic the Hedgehog, fighting these enemies, trying to find these people. And there are some actually some really good story beats and story side quests involving, right? Well, this like this one with Amy and you find Knuckles, but also every island is focuses on one of Sonic's friends. And then the you get like these classic or these 2D and 3D style zones that really bring out that are really fun Sonic levels and they're a challenge to, to complete and they're very fun to play as or to play in I should say gotcha I would I would definitely say that I mean honestly Tears of the Kingdom overshadows Frontiers hardcore but this is but even though I am a huge Sonic fan this is a definitely an improvement for other Sonic games I mean don't get me wrong I still love the 2D ones more but that's because that's what I grew oh. up on but this is a still a very solid 3D Sonic game uh the pop-in is atrocious. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. Things pop, like you're going so fast, things are popping in. That's fine. I will say, um, now that the game's out, like we saw, we talked about it before, how like people are coming around on this game. Um, I was trying to find it in this trailer to watch, but the variety in levels, here it is. The variety of levels is more than I thought the game looked like. Like there's definitely mm-hmm. more variety than I thought of just, uh, you're just in a, in a, in a mountainous zone, uh, uh, with a bunch of shit that you climb up, basically. Right. Uh, and there's a lot more variety, it looks like, and it, like, it looks really nice. Um, I will eventually play this game, because, again, yeah. Sparks, like, he buys every game, which is really fortunate for me. Uh, I will... This has also been getting a lot of updates. Like, Sonic just had, like, his birthday, where there's, like, Lego mm-hmm. Sonic or some mm-hmm. nonsense or whatever. But, like, this game looks fun enough where I'll eventually play, because, again, a good collectible open-world game uh, I'm into. Yeah, I, I do want to do yeah. this at some point. Love it, love yeah, it. Yeah, I... I definitely picked this up and put it back down. It there have been times where when I do play this, I feel it. I mean, obviously, gaming should be feel like a chore. But when I there have been times where I do pick this game up, it's like okay, I guess I gotta play this now. Or I, I gotta beat this. But then when I start actually playing it, 
I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm glad I played it. I had fun. I mm-hmm. enjoyed exploring. I enjoyed fighting, leveling Sonic up essentially, and it definitely does give you the like in Breath of the Wild. There's like a lot of stuff to do, but it's not as egregious as Breath of the Wild. But at the same time, with or not Breath of the Wild, Tears of the Kingdom, I should say. But with Tears of the Kingdom, you know there's other stuff at the end of the rainbow, whereas with Sonic Frontiers, it's like, oh, it's probably going to be one of five things. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, here's an ability point. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, something like that. But well, still, it's it's still a fun game to play as, especially if you were jonesing for a decent 3D Sonic game. I would say this is a decent 3D Sonic game. Good, good to hear. Well, the last game on this list, Mr. Ben, uh, let's talk about some legacy. Let's talk about some Battle Network legacy. Yeah, Mega Man Battle Network. I have talked about this game at length with uh, my one of the past episodes of Base Arcade Pause Menu, Mint Blay. She and I absolutely adore this collection. And honestly, this is another time where Capcom has hit it out of the park with their Mega Man collections because they have added so many great quality of life improvements to this game that if you want to play it like you did on the GBA back in the day, you can no harm, no foul. If you want to try and speedrun it and turn on bust ma- Buster Max mode, you can. You can turn it on and off whenever you want. This game is fun. You can. There's still multiplayer throughout all the games. You can um, multiplayer battle with your friends, like and without with no link cable provided. That's awesome. Some of the games are. Some of the games are more. Like the fans go to I think three, five, and six for the multiplayer battles. But either way, everything is here. Every version, every battle chip. How many you games? Do Ten Jesus in total. Christ. I played the first okay, two. <laughs> that's, that's it. So there's ten games, but however, from three on, they're two different versions. Oh, this, it's the know. Pokemon thing that I, I we talked it's, about. That's yeah. what I forgot. That's and, right. And really, it's it's not until Battle Network. I mean, Battle Network three starts it. What's like some? There's some bosses and battle chips in three that are in like say three blue version that aren't three white version mm-hmm. but then from four five and six you get different soul abilities you get different um characters you encounter so it's a whole new different thing and i mean i loved these games when i was a kid i was a huge bound Network fanatic mm-hmm. Battle Network three was the one i started with i never got to play one or two because i just didn't and then those games became really expensive even though the gba loose tiles are still pretty spendy but with this i don't have to worry about it and Buster Max mode blessed that because, like I said, I'm an, like what I said when I talked to Mint about this game. I'm an adult. I don't have a whole lot of spare time. So the fact that I can just like destroy a bunch of um, viruses and get that S rank battle chip and I don't have to do it the regular way. I don't have to grind for hundreds of hours is so, so nice. Oh, man. It's so easy. So much better to stream, especially if you just want to play the game and experience it. Yeah. I mean, I don't care at this point. I don't care. It's like, oh, you're cheating with Buster Max mode on. I don't care. It makes to me, it makes the game fun. And it makes I mean, while it's the challenge, because I've already played a lot of these games back in the day. Yeah. And getting those battle chips, you have to be pitch perfect. And you also have to make sure you get a really good um, chip loadout so you can wipe your opponent away in one go. With this, you just go pew, pew, pew. I'm done. I'll be you honest. Chip. I'm not going to I am not going to play because there's 10 of them. But re look at this combat again. I f- oh, I love it, dude. Oh, I love it. I mm-hmm. love this grid-based choosing higher. Like, you only have, like, a select number of higher uh, weapons to use. So you got to use them, like, at strategic. Right. Oh, I love it. Yeah. It's it shit. Definitely. Like, just how these games have improved over the years. And, I mean, the story, it, they're, they're fun, silly stories. 
the combat truly is really it's really fun because when I first played these games I was like a little eh but now it's like I actually really enjoy it. You get to build your deck. You get to build your play style. You know exactly what you want. You could customize Mega Man throughout the game. And this this game is just fun. This is man, I, I'm I'm not even like a Mega Man super fan, but like I definitely I like I adored these two games. And I don't know I don't know why I never played the other ones. I don't remember why, but like just looking at the skin, I'm like, this is just this is Mega Man to me. I don't know about those other games. <laughs> this is Mega Man. Yeah, and once again, like I said, that Capcom really did something special with this collection. It's like, hey, we're gonna put a whole bunch of quality of life improvements. We're gonna do this. Uh, we're gonna do this stuff. So you can, if you want to breeze through the games, you can. You can get like a super early battle chip if it's stupid early in the game. Should you so desire. Mm-hmm. The whole, what they did is like they just keep improving with the legacy collection. Like when they started with Mega Man Legacy Collection, they had the rewind feature and a few other cool goodies. That's neat. And then Mega Man X. And now I haven't played Zero Collection. I own it, but I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. I know they've added some great quality of life improvements there. But one other small little detail that I really enjoyed because when this game or when this collection was coming out, Capcom, especially Capcom of USA, they released the entire Battle Network anime on net on YouTube oh, to watch for free. That's right. And when you turn the game on, no matter which version of the game you have, the voice actor who played Mega Man in that anime, he voices Mega Man in this game in the um, menu section. That's cute. That's nice. very cute. And it's and it's awesome. He they bring him back. Oh man, it's I like hey. I wish there was a way for us to just I just I, I don't even want to buy the game. I just want to do multiplayer. I never did multiplayer battles. That seems like so much fun. Uh, can you just release like a multiplayer like 1999? I uh, just let me play that. That looks so fun. Maybe when it's on sale, Ben, because like, a- like I'm, I'm 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 actually like super interested in this. Yeah, um, I would say, though, because if you buy these digitally, you have to get version one and ver- like Battle Network Legacy Collection one and two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if you get the physical cartridge, both versions are on the physical cartridge, no problem. Is it cheaper to buy them to buy the two separate volumes? Uh, I I think the two separate volumes are thirty a piece because the cartridge is sixty. Oh, okay, they're just they're not doing like a deal to get both cheaper. Got it. Got One it. and like the cartridge yeah, I, I saw w- recently at fifty. Okay. Yeah, so I mean they might they might bring the price down on the physical cartridge because this is a, a newer game, so yeah. the price should be going down eventually. Yeah, yeah. But once again. Like, you could change the aspect rate. There's so many, like, different little quality. Ooh, like, filter on. Yeah, filters. Yeah. Love it. Like, if you want the pixely, the pixelization of the of the, the classic Game Boy game yeah. or the GBA style, just this 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 collection is fantastic. I'm on Battle Network 2 right now. I haven't touched Battle Network because, you know, Zelda. Yeah. But when I did play, when I was playing through Battle Network 1, it was fun. And then I saw how the game began. I was like, okay, this is the foundation. And then the games just keep getting better and better and better and better and better that's good as time went on Hell so yeah. i am i absolutely love this collection if you never played the bound network games and you want to give them a shot i would highly recommend this collection i would highly re- it is these are really fun games and i just i this is a testament to how well capcom can do their remix obviously we saw with the resident evil remix and with their legacy collections like hey what stuff can we do to make this a better experience for people who want to re-experience these games or who just want to just play the games casually and have a good time and not worry about all the nitty-gritty, I need to do this perfect stuff. Because yeah. you could still complete the games by getting all the chips, but they just made it easier to do. Yeah, and I love right. that. Sure. Ben, I just want a yes or a no answer. Uh, are the Battle Network games the best Tron games ever made? 
<laughs> yes. He's in a digital network fighting some bad boys. All right. That's all the games, baby. Those are all the games that we have been playing here. Good times. On Basement Arcade. Boop, 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 boop. Going back to here. And now it's boop, the end boop, of the boop. show. What do we do at the end of the show? Uh, we're going to just give a quick look at the games coming out in the next quarter. That's true. Um, some stuff. Some stuff. A lot of indies. I unfortunately yeah, don't think I have the list of the indies, but I do have a couple games right here for you. Boop, boop, boop. All right, y'all. Viewfinder's out now. Is it actually out now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So. Incredible. I love it. Um, Viewfinder on the Steam Next Fest demos that we play. Check that out. Uh, hey, y'all. Exoprimal, a game we talked about on, on, this, on this very podcast, comes out in a couple days, depending on when this comes out. It comes out on the 14th. We have the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Ben, you know about that one? I do not. So that comes out August 18th. That is oh. another uh, 4v1 uh, 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 Dead by Daylight style game that actually looks really good. Uh, since you brought that up, the Friday the 13th game is is shuddering yes. uh, over time. Um, so the, the rest of this year is the last time that you're able to get the game um, and, and do that. But because also, they know they're closing everything down, they made absolutely every single thing within the game available for everybody. They're like, just please have a good time with it for the rest of the year. Just like Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> here's, uh-huh. here's all the skins. Every Jason you want to be. In contrast to KO City, which which was like uh, in the last like three weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So we have. Um, I'm not a sports guy, but Madden 24 comes out. Man's a big thing. Uh, I also have on here again. It's not a game I, I, any of us will play, but I have EA Sports FC, and that's interesting because that is EA's new FIFA game that they're trying to they're, they're, like you know FIFA license. It's gone. FIFA. Terrible, terrible, terrible company. Sorry, uh, but EA's trying to do their own their own uh, uh, soccer game. So we'll see how that goes. This is the big one for me, y'all. Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. The big-ass expansion that rewrites the whole game that adds, like, 30 more hours, adds Idris Elba as a dope dude. That comes out September 26th. That's the thing I'm looking most forward to. Uh, Viewfinder comes out the 18th. 18th, there you go. This this quarter that's coming up, not a lot of huge games. Kind of the rest of the year... uh, the next quarter is not so big. Uh, uh, on uh, Guard is out in August. On Guard's out in August, okay. Because uh, uh, Starfield and Spider-Man are quarter, the last quarter, so... Yeah. yeah. Um, so you're going to get a lot of... But there's a lot of cool games still on the table because I think most of our, the ones, indies we've demoed... Most a lot of the... Yeah, a lot of them coming out the demos we did. Yeah, time yeah. period, yeah. Yeah. I'm double-checking on... Thirsty Suitors is in November this year. Yeah, the uh, next quarter is not, not as hot on yeah. releases. Yeah, but that gives us time is, because we're going to have a lot to catch up on absolutely. and talk about. Is Super Mario Wonder coming out? No, that's October. Uh, that's, yeah, I was going to say, I think that's th- October. We're in quarter three, right? Yeah. Yeah, this quarter is, as far as I can remember, it's light. not a lot of big... Yeah, it's a little light, which is actually pretty good. You know, the summer, if my memory serves well, because, you know, E3 is not around anymore... Summer was like, hey, this is the time where games, new game releases are very light, which gives people time to catch up, which gives people time to play the stuff they already got, because once the holiday season comes around, especially October, November, December, that is when everything just goes full. Yeah. We got Super Mario Wonder, we got Super Mario RPG coming out. and The two Nintendo games. <laughs> the two, yeah. Pikmin? Pikmin's coming out this year. Pikmin's coming out um, the same week as Barbenheimer. It's actually, it's it's Barbenheimer, because everyone's forgetting <laughs> Pikmin. <laughs> Oh yeah, picking. Oh, oh, pick oh, oh, Shin Kamen Rider comes out the same day as Barbenheimer on Amazon Amazon Video. Ooh, that is like the greatest Dang. day of entertainment releases of all time, y'all. Oh my God, what a what a beautiful what a beautiful beautiful day. Um, yeah. 
So uh, a lot of good stuff to look forward to. Again, not as like not Zelda Final Fantasy esque stuff coming out, but like not every month can have the greatest game of all time. Am I right? Uh, nope. Excuse nope. you. We do have to talk about Starfield's out in September. So what what day? September. September sixth. We'll, 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 that's we'll in be, the next quarter. We are not going to July. What's today? July, August, September. Yeah, that's that's mm. this. this well, quarter. I will have played Starfield, uh, depending on when we record the next quarter. Also, Mortal Kombat one. That's a big September. What, September when? release. September 19th. We will see. We're, let's see. Let's see when we record the next. Lies one. of P is also in there. Yeah. But like that's riding the line of are we recorded before? No, no, no. That's after? not the, that's not the thing. It's like because yeah. uh, we're, we're doing Q2. So this ended at June. Oh, so our next Q2, quarter is. Wait, is this Q2 or Q3? This is Q2. Oh, that, I've been. Mixed so <laughs> our next our next quarter is the one upcoming, which is July, yeah. August and September. So yeah. the game's coming out in there feature whether we'll play them right away or not mm. mortal kombat starfield well i'll tell you what these, these guys will not have played mortal kombat because we still have another entire game to play which we haven't started we got yet. two months to do it <laughs> we've been talking about playing mortal kombat for months now let's see how it actually happens but that's coming out starfield is probably the biggest one of all those to be honest uh september will be spicy for me mm-hmm. yeah it, yeah september will be spicy for ryan whereas for me i'm just like just wait i'm just gonna be patient yeah, you just wait for your Mario's. Baldur's Gate 3, for those yeah. anticipating that. That's, that's me. in August. That's a me. Yeah. That's a 200-hour game that, that I wish we could all play together because it's uh, the greatest Dungeons & Dragons game ever made. We could all watch you play it. You guys can't commit to 200 hours. <laughs> and also, we, guess, we also got to start uh, doing Dead Space. That's yes, that's the other thing yeah. uh, that we'll talk about. 12 hours. Like, well, we're not talking about uh, yeah. all all the releases that, that we'll necessarily get to play. We will say that, you know, by the time we're picking back up with this, hopefully some of our Spooktober has started to leak out. Uh, Early September? The channel. Uh, late September. We will record mm. at the after September ends. Okay. That's why we're recording after June ends. No, I get it, but like we also record early and late, and we haven't rec- like we'll see. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so end of September. So yeah. hopefully we're starting to get some of our Spooktober stuff going. Sure. Either we've recorded some, I hope, uh, or a little bit has released. Yeah. Um. So, but yeah, we have a lot lined up. Um. Specifically, yes, Dead Space, big one. Uh, that we're doing, and yeah. then a whole bunch of other games. Choo Choo Charles, friends, absolutely, you're gonna be checking that out in October. Mm-hmm. There's a we'll lot. Be playing Choo Choo Charles, absolutely. My fiance is so I don't know why, but she really wants me just to play that one. Ben, it, I really and want she, you to play that one, and it's because you have been afraid of it since the moment the trailer dropped. <laughs> yeah, and I'm really confused as to why my fiance wants to watch me play it because she hates spiders. No, but she, she sees. A, but she loves seeing you. Yeah, she's not going to play games. it. She's going to watch you play yeah. it. And I, I bought the second, cool. Ben, the second that game went on sale. Oh, I bought it. Oh, the second. Oh, uh, it's, well, it, it basically I said this it. is Ben's sale right now. It's, yeah. it's a Ben's sale. Choo-choo Charles. <laughs> among among well, a bunch of other wonderful hours that we'll, that we'll put Ben through. That's exciting. Yeah, yes. well, the year is halfway through. We still got a lot of great games coming out. Oh, we still yeah. got a lot of games that we need to play. Yours truly especially does. So so in this next um, quarter, Ben has Dead Space, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of spooky games to play, mm-hmm. uh, also has to finish Tears of the Kingdom, Jedi Survivor, play Final Fantasy 16, and finish Miles Morales. Good luck, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Miles who? Uh, Miles who, Alice? Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But no, this is I still I will. I agree with what Ryan said. This may be one of the best years in video games that we have had in a very, very long. Not to say that it's sure shaping up like it. We have got 
But we have gotten so many good bangers. We have gotten so many Game of the Year contenders, and we have a few Game of the Year contenders to still be come out. But, yo, I know I still haven't played Final Fantasy 16 yet, but Zelda right now still holds the top spot for me. It's, that is still that it, is a 10 out of 10 Game of the Year right now. I don't expect that anything's going to take take it out of the game of the year to be honest like yeah as much as i'm as i'm really excited for spider-man starfield uh, uh mortal kombat but like zelda is a special this one's special and like not that the other ones aren't but like this one just it's got the juice it's like it's like going against elden ring like no matter how good your game is it's just like i'm sorry it's just not you're not it. Yeah. you're not him <laughs> it's like hey you're cool but it's, it's like there's like i like this this is great but i love this it could mm-hmm. be better yeah Give it a great year for games. Can't wait it's to, good. to do more. It could be better. There you go. That's what I'm looking. That's what I was trying to do. Yeah. There we go. There we go. But anyways, guys, where can people find you on the internet? Ooh. Uh, well, you can find us doing fake nerd podcast stuff with Ben Magnet all the time. Um, we have just recently changed our format for how we do things, so you can check out our weekly episode for news. We got our fake nerd book club where you can go check out us reading comics and cinephiles where we do our movie reviews. You can also check out. Uh, Fake Nerds Watch, where we're doing um, Strange New Worlds and Secret Invasion. That's all happening right now. That's Ahsoka's true. right around the corner. Oh, oh, that's another thing on Ben's list. He's got finished Rebels. But dang, he's dang, actually dang. doing it. But yeah, he's actually doing it. He that is, one. but but he just heard his video game list, and, and now he's got to be reminded of Rebels. Luckily, <laughs> luckily Rebels isn't a 80-hour RPG. <laughs> that's true. No. <laughs> I mean, the good news is I'm on season... I'm like, well, I'm episode 15 on season two as well. Oh, oh you're doing fine. fine. You can do it. I have been watching Rebels. I've been watching Rebels whenever I can, especially when I get lunch. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> but you're right. Anyway. I love your, I love your worried face. Like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just like, oh, God, I have so much shit to do. But ben, it's fun ben, stuff, and I ben, love doing the, it. Here's yeah. the thing. Like, if you're in season four when Ahsoka starts... That's still okay because you can still start watching Ahsoka and then just finish off season four of Rebels. Yeah. As you're as you're watching Ahsoka and you're gonna be okay. You you at least have a you lot of familiarity with the characters. Yeah, he's got time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're, yeah, yeah. You're, you're doing great, baby. You got you got you got a list, yeah. and I'm happy for you. Anyway, uh, you can check us out doing all that stuff. Uh, Fakener Podcast here on the YouTube channel. If you're checking it out here, uh, Fakenerpodcast.com. You can find out about all our other shows. Uh, if you're listening on the audio feeds, go check out some of them on them audio feeds. And then. Um, Where can they find you They personally? can find me personally um, trying to finish Jedi Survivor so I can also play Final Fantasy 16 at SparksWitty on Instagram, Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z. You can find me, Ryan Eliopoulos, juggling the two Game of the Years at the same time because I cannot commit to anything at DJ Tony Snark 616. And, of course, you can find me, Ben Magnet, at BenMagnet27 on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Threads. You can also find me trying... <laughs> hard as i can to beat tears of the kingdom but also going ooh shiny because just there's so much shit to do yeah and i love it yeah and i enjoy it and i don't want it to end but at the same time i do because final fantasy 16 is staring me right in the face there's yeah, a lot of reasons there's a lot of reasons why i don't want to be 13 again ben! but video games ben! is one of the reasons why i want to be 13 again yeah yeah it's it is the unfortunate thing of as i grew up my interest my interest didn't get smaller right <laughs> it's like I, I only like more and more things i'm like it's only 24 hours man what a bummer yeah it's a good problem yeah. to have but anyways, like this video, subscribe to our channel, subscribe to the audio feed. And until next time, everyone, unpause.